you're listening to another Type 40 Live Doctor Who podcast from the Spacebook. Audio editions of our video content originally streamed to YouTube and other platforms. A quick reminder, this is recorded completely live and we interact with viewers across those platforms in real time. The occasional detail may get lost in translation, we're working on that, and the odd swear word may pass one or more of our lips, so this show may not be suitable for the under-15s. Now that's all straight. Let's start the show. Welcome, everybody. It's great to be back. Welcome back to the Spacebook channel. Welcome back to Type 40 Live with me, Dan Hadley, Birmingham's King of the Geeks, here again for another live stream just for you. I have been bitten by quite a nasty flu bug, so I've been out of the loop a little bit all week. So I'm looking to you guys and to them to fill me in on what I may have missed out there in the Hooniverse. So whatever time stream or time zone that you're joining us from, welcome. Welcome back to the uh, the big season finale for Type 40 Live. This is our third season in a year. We're just coming up to our first anniversary since Type 40 Live sprang out here on YouTube, the world's largest streaming platform. We're delighted to be streaming to you again this evening for another couple of hours of concentrated Doctor Who talk for all of you, whoever you are. And wherever you are, fasten yes, fasten in and uh, let us know what's going on in the comments section, whether you're here on YouTube with us tonight, now, or in the morning if you're in Australia, <laughs> or if you're over in Facebook, in the Type 40 Facebook group, because we're there too, streaming live as always. Let us know what's going on, where and why. And all the usual, great to have you back. Now, we've got a full panel to bring on, so I think I'll bring a couple of them in right away. First of all, yeah, she, she's back. It's been a while since we've had her on a live stream, and uh, yeah, let's, let's grab her while she's still here. It's Starry-Eyed Girl, Sarah Graham. There she is. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Good to see you, Sarah. You're okay? I'm good, yeah. Good mm. to see you. You've had us all worried. <laughs> what? Oh, you know me. Good no, I, I, I had to take to my bed. You never get ill. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm very, very rarely ill, so it did throw me off a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm back, yeah. back in time for the for this big mm-hmm. live stream, the end of another season, and okay. we're going to. Uh, we've got a few things to bring out the pack for you all, but uh, we're going to mm-hmm. be led pretty much by whatever we fancy, really. So we'll see what happens. But uh, we've just dropped another podcast, haven't we, Sarah? We have indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've just put out a new podcast. 
That's uh, the pair of us and uh, and Simon Horton talking about the Christopher Eccleston era and the, that original comeback, and then the comeback of Christopher Eccleston back in, in mm-hmm. uh, when the audio range was announced. So this is what you can find on every podcatcher right now, as well as here on the Facebook YouTube channel too. But that was a, that was a lot of fun to record, wasn't it? It Sarah? was a lot of fun. Yes, it, it was definitely uh, definitely my happy place. <laughs> we were all yeah, so one was, was it? <laughs> And he was there too, and he's with us again tonight, uh, our good friend Simon Horton. You okay, mate? Good to see you. It's nice to be back. Lovely to see you again, Sarah. Yeah, lovely to see you. It's great. Yeah, it's good. Your hair's still not blue. And do you know what? It's still not blue. I'm I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll maybe I'll do it in the in the mid season break. I don't know. I'm still I'm quite never. liking it blonde. I'm quite liking it blonde. It, it, now. Does, it does look good blonde. You know, um, it, it does look it does look very good, but oh, I'll never you. forget. Never let you forget about the about the new hair, uh, Doctor. Listen, <laughs> I'm not saying it won't happen. Stay tuned; it might still happen. It could Doctor still happen. Fans are a lot like elephants; they never forget, and yeah. apparently neither do giraffes. And we've got giraffe <laughs> people here with us again this time. Barnaby J goes back too. Hi, hello. Okay. Yeah, Hi, doing well, thanks. Oh, the whole gang's here today. It's so good. <laughs> it's like it is, I it's so know. good. We barely started, everybody. We've yes, let's bring in Queen Charlotte and yeah. <laughs> Good evening. The gang's it's all like, here. Hello, everybody. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like bank or celebrity squares, yeah. isn't it? Everybody oh, it's we're missing one. Yeah, we are missing well, one. Yes, we're missing Thelma. We're yeah. missing <laughs> one big old mega geek. Where is he? Where here he is. Hey! Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst people ever, all of you. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Ian, <laughs> you think you think we're bad? Get a load of them. We've got a load of people turned up in the chat. The Have we? Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> It's seriously though. It is great to see you all. We have uh, who's here first? We've got Richard Brooks. Well, they've all started. Hi, Richard. Got this Thomas. could be like the Waltons now, where we say hello to everybody. It could go on for quite a while. Hi, Jonathan. We'll say hello to everybody, and then we'll say goodbye to everybody, and that will exactly. Good night. Let's, let's just do a Mexican wave. Evening all. Evening all. Says Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Oh, look. I'll explain later. Sends us greetings. That's greetings. a new one. I don't remember. I'll explain later. That's a new one. Greetings. Isn't it lovely to see all the space bookers here? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, Dan, Dan, we've also got to mention, I really want to mention, I want to mention Dan Cartwright, who's just appeared in the uh, in the chat as well. Hello, Dan. Uh, he's he's an old lunatic from way, 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 way. <laughs> oh, oh, this is This is his first time watching. So hello, Dan. Good evening. Oh, hi, Dan. Like a virgin. It's all right. I know he's doing the housework at the moment. So I'll say, just put us on in the background and you just. You oh, he's well house. trained. He's well trained, that one. Is, is he married? Is he available? Because I need a housekeeper, I can tell you. <laughs> God, yes. Send them over. I'll have a, I'll have a First class, please. <laughs> we have a hello, everyone. <laughs> From the good lady Vanessa. Always great to see you. Wouldn't have been the same without you. We've got da- another Daniel. We've got Daniel Edwards, who mm. says uh, evening all too. There's lo- lots of evening all. Everybody turns in, everybody turns into Dixon of Doc Green when they come on this show, don't they? 
<laughs> Even the ones that didn't know him. Like Barnaby, uh, uh, yes. So whilst I'm going to chat, and whilst I remember, because no. I said I'd probably forget this, Simon, there was a couple of questions put to us from the great yes. viewing public out there. Last yes. week, a couple of questions. You yes. have the answers. Yes. Remind me of the questions, because I've been to bed, and got up a few times since then, and then hit us with the answers. Give them the good stuff. I have the answers, yeah. So we were asked, first of all, we were asked by um, Crimpling Doubloon. Hello, Crimpling. Uh, you asked about whether Michael Horden had possibly been cast, uh, considered to be cast as the second Doctor, Doctor. Um, mm -hmm. when William Hartnell dropped out. And this is an interesting one. I've done a lot of research into this, and the only place I can find any mention of it whatsoever is on that tome of all thoroughly accurate knowledge, and that'll be Wikipedia. So... Oh. You know, take that with a pinch of salt as to whether you mm. believe it or not. So it is definitely on Wikipedia. He's registered yeah. on Wikipedia as having been mm. considered for the role of the second yeah. doctor. I'm not certain whether I believe that. I'm going to do a little bit more research. Into I, I thought it was the third with Barry because Barry liked Michael, didn't he? And, he? and he knew him and he was on. He was on probably the, the whole usual who's around list. He's, could be. He, he, he's definitely mm. listed on Wikipedia as the second doctor consideration right. but you know as i say wikipedia not that we're knocking wikipedia i love wikipedia we all rely on wikipedia but we know that it can be good. it's not always the most accurate but the second question we were asked which i do have an absolute correct and definitive answer for and this was asked by uh, alan collins um and alan hello alan we've already said hello you asked about what the vet and i think jt you probably could have answered this question had you been here last week yeah. alan wanted to know what the very very first piece of doc two merchandise ever was to be released would you know that, book. jt the Dalek book, 1964 Souvenir Press. Correct. Oh my God, have you got one? Correct, you're spot on. That is, Alan, JT was correct. That is the very, very first item. Oh my God, right. look at Everybody the beauty on that. Beautiful, it's not, look at that It's artwork. not bad condition, that, is it? Look at that. Look oh, wow. Where the hell did you get that? I am so jealous. <laughs> Look at, Look at that. Are you jealous, JT? You, you see, you're loving this, aren't you? Look at that. Look I at, love that. It's absolutely oh. beautiful. I've never oh. actually seen inside it. <gasps> Look wow. at that. Wow. Wow. And this was released. This th I love this one because, of course, you've also got yeah, the wrong dark where they where they put the little. This is the roll of sellotape that they stuck that down the, the, the shoulder real. to help identify them in rehearsals, and they got unreal. <laughs> anyway, June June nineteen sixty four. So the show had only been running for how many months? Oh, about God. eight months at that yeah. point, um, really? and that was the very first God. item of merchandise. Don't you love the logo? Isn't that yeah. yes? Mm, yeah, because it's still it's still used today. I mean, Simon, I'm so jealous of that because I've only seen it once about ten years years ago at a, at a comic fair in Chester and it was in one of those plastic bags that you know supposed to look after the books and it was battered and bruised and the spine was also you know in, in the old books the spine would come off and you could see the brown spine underneath there and all this sort of stuff and the guy wanted a hundred and ten pounds for this book so I was humming and hiring because as we all know I don't like spending money so I'm humming and hiring and I thought, right, I'll go for a coffee. And I went for a coffee. And as I'm having a coffee, I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll, you know, I'm too far away from it. I'll go back. So I went back. It's and gone. it had gone. No, Somebody else no. supported there and then. And it was not, I mean, where the hell did you get that? That is a beautifully conditioned. But, I, mean, I, I have to say it simply came off, off a certain auction website. Really? Isn't it beautiful? Oh. And of Thank course, me. it goes down in history as also being the first annual Related yeah. to Doctor Who, not just Maybe. the first bit of merchandise. If you, pay me enough, if you pay me enough money, I'll go to his house and, you know, 
break it. Would you? Would you also, uh, Mega Geeky? Would you also yeah. uh, uh, address as the uh, Milk Tray Man, or is that extra? I will. No, no, no. I'll do yeah. that. <laughs> Always wanted that. I'll do that. He does requests. He does requests. We've got the script doctors live here. Says, uh, what's he say? It's been raining here for the last three days. I should get my kayak out and yeah. row to work. Well, where's yeah. here? Where are the script doctors live? <laughs> I can't. Somewhere is in, in, in Canada. Bless in Canada. Yeah. Oh, I bet it's raining over there now with your election result. Never mind, love. You'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking about speaking about umbrellas, he's got one. I thought that the, I thought this <laughs> might uh, I thought this might tickle you in particular, Barnaby, as a bit of a Seventh Doctor fan. Yeah. So Stephen Moffat, who's oh, I thought it was Father Christmas. Stephen <laughs> Moffat, who's out on location for his new show. I think it's the time traveler's wife that he's making uh, yes, somewhere it is, yeah. at the moment. So yes, he put this out on Instagram this week. He's been keeping dry with this uh, this relic from the late eighties. What do you reckon of that? Relic? I think it'd be a lot drier if he'd uh, used it the other used way. It, yeah, yeah, it might open it up. Yeah, it's like he's scratching his yeah. ear with that. Just yeah. 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 you've got you've got the sweater yeah. on. Good old Steve. Yeah, I was gonna say though, sorry, when, when, have, when have you ever seen Moffitt smile? Like, that's his normal face. He never looks yeah. um, around about 2001, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, um, if you, if you want one of those umbrellas, I'm just seeing here that the lovely garbage. Hi, garbage, how are you, love? He wants one of those. Try the Who Shop, they might still have them, they might not, but that's where I got mine. Oh, they still mm. are they commercially still, available? Oh, See, I, I didn't one. know this, but no, yeah, you could get them at the Who Shop for a while. There's my number. Knowing that Barnaby does cosplay as the Seventh Doctor sometimes, yes. I thought this may complete the look there. Yeah, I think I might have to do the pilgrimage up there. Is it still in? Um, oh God, East Ham. Is it still up yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've got yeah. to go back yeah. up there again. I yeah. God, I haven't been up there for about I think about like seven years now. I got to. It's go worth again. it's worth the trip just to go and see the the, the lovely staff in there as well, Barnaby. Yeah, so even yeah. if they don't if they don't They're have um, what you're looking for, you're bound to pick up something, and you can mm -hmm. you can speak to the guys as well. Shop yeah, Moffitt, Moffitt has that face where you can tell that he's trying to get his face in the in the picture of his phone. <laughs> you can just literally <laughs> tell he's going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got to just say as well, Grimpling Dubloon has just asked if the, in, in the chat if the crossword is done in this. Uh, there's no crossword, believe no it or not. There's no crossword in this one. There's a bad game and that's not being filled in. And I've just realised as well. I'm getting. I'm just showing off now. It's not even being price clipped. Look at that. It's still got the nine. Wow. Nine six in old money. Wow, beautiful. You have to look after that, Simon. Oh, I am. Don't you? Worry. Question. Yeah. It'll probably be Simon by end of this, so we can fight over what? that annual. There you go. Fine. Yes. So Crimpling Doubloon says, as it's the yeah. end of the season, which one of you will fall off a radio telescope? <laughs> yeah. oh. Not planning on it, but uh, well, you know, the, I, night, I know. the night is the night is young, Grimpley, and thank you for being here. I've got some carrot juice here. <laughs> carrot juice, <laughs> carrot juice, carrot, carrot juice, carrot juice. So we've got a, a few things to sort of softly discuss, but I've noticed, yeah, it, it is the end, the end of this season. We've been going now for a few no. months, virtually without a break. Obviously, we'll be back in a few weeks' time. We won't leave you too long, mm. but I've noticed that uh, in the shops. <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. Of course, it's yep. the middle of September, so mm -hmm. the Christmas stuff has yep. started to appear, everybody. What? Oh, yes. What? yes. I, can't, yep. I can't believe it. So we're going to be taking a look a little bit later on at some of the Doctor Who goodies that may make your Christmas list, see what you make of all of that, but generally have a, have a bit of a, a rock out, 
yeah, rock out with your dock out. I think that's the, yeah. <laughs> that's the expression. Rock out with what? Are you allowed to say Rock out. What did you say? Oh, well, it's a year, so madam year. Rock out with your dock out. This is a family show, Dan. Yeah, yeah. it is still nine o'clock anyway. <laughs> I'm seeing as we have a few people who are joining us for the first time this evening. Yes, you can uh, catch us if you're wondering what it's all about. We make these live streams now and again when we can round everybody up to misbehave in the in the manner that you've you become accustomed. And there's a whole playlist full of our earlier shows up for when we are off for you to go and stream for when you miss us. So there's, yeah, over 30 fabulous conversations. It's us messing around, talking, gossiping, I suppose, about what whatever's happening. Messing around our day. And, and also, it's it, it, of Doctor Who. When you go and look at these and the previous season as well, Spacebookers, if you haven't been with us all this time, if you go back and watch them in the break, you will see us bringing absolute news to you yep. months before it's actually real. We're on the button here. We are the yeah. voice of Doctor Who Common Sense. Subscribe and stay with us. Which and you'll be you'll be pleased to, you'll you'll be pleased to know. By the way, we're now in sixty-five inches. Apparently, I've just had a message from Dan Cartwright to say we're on his sixty-five-inch screen in his room. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! And you should have died. Yeah. <laughs> positively cavernous, positively cavernous in here. Which brings me to the first rumor yeah. I've heard. Charlotte, I wonder if you've heard this one. A few, uh, just as JT said, this is the place to come. This is the place not only where Doctor Who meets. The- <laughs> Sorry, banana rama's just coming to my head. But I heard a rumor. We need to get the rights to that to use this. Yeah, where Sorry. the world of Doctor Who meets the world of common sense, which, as we know, it, the world of common sense is rather elusive for a lot of people out there. Not but common. we do like yeah. to bring that yeah. together with Doctor mm-hmm. Who. But we yeah. also bring you the rumours and the news. I'm going to say news because when we when we bring it to you, it is the news. We've had a great track record all year. Nearly two months ago, we led with this story. And now it's turned up again on Reddit, so it's making its way through Twitter, that the production of Doctor Who is about to move away from being based in Cardiff. Have you heard that one, Charlotte? Well, I, I've heard this as part of like just the, the people on YouTube, let's put it, including ourselves, a few other people mm-hmm. who were basically saying that this isn't a normal handover. The show isn't going to like just pop back up with a new doctor. Mm-hmm. It's going away for a bit. And there's just multiple processes. And one of them, those, mm-hmm. is the location being lost that we're no longer going to be in mm-hmm. Cardiff, which is sad. Yeah. Because I think for people like me and Starry, who, who who sort of Cardiff and the sort of the scenes and thinking about yeah. who in that location, it's quite nostalgic, isn't it, Starry? Because that's when it's yeah, with Christopher it's and yeah. the revival. Ah, oh, bless. It, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's really <laughs> sad. Um, it's the end. It's the end of an era, but I think it was inevitable, yeah, wasn't it, Sarah? And, every, and everything, everything has its time, as they, as they say, doesn't it? He's mm. <laughs> just said that it, it, it had to end this way. But it, well, it didn't yeah. have to. If they got the show right well, and did the original well, casting yeah. right, it would have carried on. But there you go. Yeah. If they put everybody yeah, in but, place that knew what they were bloody yeah. well doing, it would have been yeah, fine. I I also think that a massive reason why they've lost Cardiff is because of how long Chibnall takes to make a bleeding season. I really think if he would have been a yeah, bit more yeah, exactly. it was the coof. It was the coof that stopped them. Oh, of Come course. On. It's the coof for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you call it the coof? That's funny. I'm not allowed to say it. Otherwise, yeah. you get banned on YouTube, so you can't say it. You can't say it. You can't say it. 
It's one of those things that, yeah, the algorithm picks up on you're not. Yeah, it picks it up. So. Yeah, don't it, say it, JT. Don't say it. You know, it's definitely inevitable. Um, inevitable. Because <laughs> obviously, you know, we had the Doctor Experience <laughs> closing, and then we had Eddie's Diner closing, which I was really gutted oh, no, about. And yeah, it just. Yeah, that closed a couple of years ago now, and it's it did, didn't it? I, I read about that on Facebook. Yeah. With it, yeah, but you know, but you know, it doesn't matter. We're mm. in the lot. You'll 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 get over it. You'll adapt because the new the new version will be different again. And wherever mm. it's probably going to be in London. Let's face it. Um, it, it it'll be it'll be mm. it'll yeah, be okay. I mean, you'll be all right. Yes. The feeling I'm getting is that the BBC are just kind of scaling back on all of the sort of regional centres. It was, it's really yeah. bizarre. On the one hand, there's the BBC a few years ago saying, oh, we're all going out to the regions. We're going to give lots of words. Oh, no, now we're all going to claw it back in yeah. to, to London. So they spent yeah. millions on, on infrastructure of, of putting these regional regional hubs. Yeah. Region, and I was I was one of those regional hubs. I moved yeah. into Birmingham when, that, when the Birmingham regional Birmingham BBC yeah. opened. Mm -hmm. I moved in there. And, and oh. then... It, now it's down. I think they, 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 the BBC Birmingham now is a broom cupboard. Literally, that's mm -hmm. it. It's gone. It's really? Gone. Do you know why? It's because it's because all the Londoners that they shift into all the regional places like Birmingham and Glasgow, and they couldn't understand what anybody was saying, so they've had to take it all back home. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, JT, I didn't, I didn't catch that. JT, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, Doctor Who is almost certainly not going to be based in Wales as a production no. anymore. We we were talking about this long before everybody else here on Type Forty Live, and I think it's about time we started boasting about these things a little more. Often, don't you so yes if you missed us breaking that but you're still quite impressed you want to make sure you're ahead of the curve like the channel <laughs> like the video sorry I told like you i've been away channel. for a little while like the video please <laughs> like the video subscribe to the channel yes this is the season finale but we will be back and there's other doctor who content too so yes subscribe to the channel then you'll get the notifications if you turn on the cloister bell in the corner when we do come back you'll be the very first to know about it like the video and subscribe Woo! to the channel and share us along too so that more people can come and join the party people yay will and it will be a party when we come back as well because the big build-up's coming isn't it so <laughs> garbage says our bbc broom cupboard is andy peter and Philip Schofield in there. That's absolutely yeah. not. I could tell you some stuff about PS. I could tell you. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, we're going back. Oh. BBC needs to pull its head from its bum, says Game Closet. So, yes, there's no no look lost between us and the BBC. She's going the to die. She's going to die. To make She's sure as many people handling their TV licenses <laughs> as possible. I'm going to ignore you and sing over my <laughs> uh, Okay. So, yeah, the one, uh, talking about the BBC, though, and talking about things that we do love and people that we do love or did yes. love, I wanted to spend a little while just talking about, about this guy. So, um, yeah, a few days ago, uh, John Chalice passed away. Oh, yeah. oh so sad. Uh, Marlene. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, John Chalice <laughs> yeah. was, uh, as I'm sure you'll all be aware i mean maybe people outside the uk aren't quite so familiar with with this wonderful lovely actor uh he was uh, 79 years of age born in 1942 uh, an english actor with a massive career particularly on british tv there wasn't really a drama or comedy show that this guy didn't do at least a guest slot a guest shot on be it the sweeney yeah. Juliet Bravo, you know, mm. all those shows that you would expect the you know the gentle touch, casualty. He did them all, as well as several parts in 
much loved sitcoms. You got shows like Benadorm, which was on ITV up until a few years ago. Very popular show, which he went into. But uh, most of all, of course, he played uh, Aubrey Boyce on Only Fools and Horses between 1981 and when the show wrapped up in 2003. And the spin-off show as well, The Green Green Grass, which ran for three or four seasons just a short while later. Uh, I think that the entire British public, the British viewing public above a certain age, loved this actor. And Doctor Who fans, yeah, we were amongst them because who doesn't love Boyce? It's an incredible character. But John played Scobie for us. <laughs> I love that picture. That's great. <laughs> That's John played played the heavy, didn't he, Scobie, in the six-part story, The Seeds of Doom, back in 1976. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. The Tom Baker era. Loving the hairstyle. So whilst this this guy, this actor, in Doctor Who terms, you could say he was just another henchman, but he had a lot of charisma even then, and he did quite a bit with a relatively small part, bringing lots of attitude. But I think what has endeared him to Doctor Who fans over the years is the fact that he has, despite this huge success and this kind of low-level national treasure status that he's had through through Only Fools and Horses being such a huge mm. show, he loves still being associated with Doctor Who, Ian. Oh. He needs to turn himself off. He has turned his mic off. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. He talks when I don't want him to. He's eating. I was chewing ice. I was chewing ice. um, (laughs) Chewing ice. Strange mega geeky. He's always eating. What was the question? (laughs) Needs of Doom is a pivotal Tom Baker story. One that figures pretty high on on a lot of people's list. It's got something for everybody. But it has Mm. probably got the ultimate Doctor Who henchman here in Scobie, Mm -hmm. I think, JT. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm. uh, what are your thoughts on this? Why has this character particularly stood longer than the rest because Doctor Who's got a yeah. lot of heavy, it's got a lot of henchmen in its past. I think it's simply because of what he did after he he, he left and because uh, uh, the majority of the British public really uh, took themselves into Only Fools and Horses with, you know, full gusto from uh, definitely from season two onwards. Sir. And it was around for so, I mean, it's a it's another British iconic show now, isn't it? It's part of uh, the culture, you know, the way that it looks. We still hear the things like, Oh, you plonk a Rodney, you know, we all this sort of stuff comes out through it. And I think it's because we we had that. He was still in our our, our visual uh, capacity, if you like, and we knew him as school. But also he had that beautiful take on that character. I mean, that's that story is one of my all-time favorites. I'll go back and watch it uh, very happily anytime. And he's in there as that one. You just don't really like him, you know. <laughs> you just don't and, and it's beautiful played. Barnaby, this man had an act, uh, a career that any actor would envy with oh. this list of credits. There's like 60 TV shows or whatever, right across the board. I mean, what, do you, what, are your, what do you think about the success of, of John Chalice? This is a big character, and yet people love him. They know who he is, don't they? Oh, totally. It's just so utterly well-earned. I mean, like, again, with Doctor Who, I also grew up with Only Fools and Horses, and I can still remember, I, I watched it when I was way too young to watch it, yet somehow we found it. And uh, my brother and I just going, Marlene, and <laughs> just halfway through, like, just doing it at each other. But also, uh, but also such a, a fascinating life as well, because he was, was he head of the British Hedgehog Association as well. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. He was. Yeah. He was so also a conservationist, so also mm. did some very, very important work there. And just, uh, but uh, Boise will always be the thing which 
I personally will always remember him as because I mean, there's a reason he got his own series um, afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. Green Green Grass. He was just so Definitely. wonderful. And when he was in all the all the Only Fools and Horses movies as well, he was just such a quotable and just such a funny character. Yeah. God, yeah. he was brilliant. That Very was the well thing about Only Fools as well, wasn't it? Because you could see the first series is about the three main characters. You know, Del Boy and Rodney and Grand Granddad, um, mm. and then because of the generosity of not just the the writers but also the actors, the, the family grows as as the series grows and continues. And he became part of that really important mix. I mean, those scenes yeah. at the pub and when the scenes when they're all together, it gives you that vibe that British television doesn't necessarily have anymore. No. If that makes sense, it's a funny thing. I think I think Simon, because when we have when we have an actor that everybody loves in one particular part, Doctor yeah. Who fans like it because we kind of got him first. That's that's exactly <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's what I was going to say. That's the thing <laughs> yeah. I think about this, and, and so many other actors where you've seen them in Doctor Who, so you know them so well from Doctor Who. So when he appears in Only Fools and Horses, we're the only ones that are going. We know who that is. We know, we, already, <laughs> we know this guy. We so we we. Feel we one step ahead, and that and and that to me is actually one of the great things about certainly um, classic who maybe more so than new who in that because that sort of repertory of actors was constantly crisscrossing across all manner of BBC shows. You would always see somebody tune into any BBC show in the seventies or eighties, and you would see somebody that you recognised from Doctor Who, and nobody else knew who it was. So it was that like so that almost that sort of secret society. Absolutely. Well, it's 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 very similar to what we were saying about Tony Selby. Couple of weeks back, wasn't yeah. it? You know, he I was, a, 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 um, and the, and these these two gentlemen passing in the same sort of time yeah. illustrates that whole thing, you know, and that whole sort of working environment where everybody was around, and yeah. you could say, "Are you three? You and ah, oh, magic days that will never come back." Correct. They were literally swapping between studios. Literally, they yeah. would move between studios absolutely. to do stuff. Well, there was um, a certain every... circle of actors, wasn't there? Yeah, they kept using all the time, all the time, around. constantly. Yeah. Well, there were always BBC. stories. There were always stories, mega geeky, that actors, mm. if they were out of work at the time, yeah. would go and sit in the BBC staff canteen waiting for somebody to come and say, are you doing anything at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they were true, but you, you know, yeah. you used to hear those stories. <laughs> I, I, know, I know that Patrick Troughton actually used to do that. He would walk the corridors <laughs> until some, one of the executives that knew him, he would make it look like he was there for an appointment. He didn't do stage work as we as we famously know. He loved being on TV. And mm. so he would, you know, oh I, I just happened to catch them by the lift or whatever else. That was his little <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So, yeah, Barnaby, it's a shame that you guys um in the profession they can't do that. I mean that's the that's yeah. the one of the, the, the one of the many, many sad things about White City and BBC Television Centre not being there anymore and now being, you know, how flats with people living in them. Not as anything wrong with that but you know all that culture has gone and maybe tying in with what simon's saying at the top of the show maybe you know they've realized now the the possible mistake of making it all all over the shop apart from the, mm -hmm. the expense that that has occurred and the rents that they're paying for the buildings that are all over the country now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, i don't know when you're part of equity in those days you 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 were kind of guaranteed a job yeah. in those days especially in the 60s if you're part of equity they you know oh, yeah. nine times out of ten you'll end up on the bbc in some show or some yeah. some or the other so you know that's the way it was in those days yeah. i remember the bbc used to be able to walk in and you'd have someone at this but you just walked in yeah. But uh, obviously, as it went on, they got security in the bars and all that stuff, and you you couldn't. Walk I, in I only remember you know, the guys on the gate going, "Who are you?" 
What do you want? <laughs> you can always avoid them by ducking down. The thing that the thing that strikes me about about an actor, you know, like John Chalice and that and that whole age. <laughs> She's saying there. <laughs> there, yeah. there are only eleven actors, in it, and they're all in Downton Abbey, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> that, is that is true. But it was yeah. it was an age of TV that had a coziness to it, <laughs> whereby yeah. you know, and, and maybe some of those stories because I get hmm. I get the impression that Patrick Troughton used to embellish the truth a little bit because he. He was a he was a storyteller, a low level sort of raconteur, as I think a lot of these actors are, and John Chalice was too. And I suppose it was a a um, a community uh, where people, the people who were working at an executive level, had often been to school with with maybe some of the actors, mm-hmm. and so and so there's a little bit of the old boys network in there. We well, got oh, a situation yeah. where somebody like Barry Letts, who'd been an actor eventually sort of went into production instead and direction, people would find their ways sort of in one door and out of another and back and back round. Whereas I don't know how easy it is to do that nowadays. I think we're That's hard. It's very hard. To pigeonhole pigeonhole people. But going back to John Chalice for a moment, the uh, the thing about him that I find fascinating is the fact that he was, he lived, he was a city boy and a working actor. And then around 20 years ago, something like that, he decided through that love of nature that you were talking about, Barnaby, that he would just go and buy a farm out in Shropshire, I think it was, and go to that kind of lifestyle instead, kind of to live off the land and Good to life. become, and yeah, to, yeah, kind, kind of. Wasn't getting enough I, jobs. <laughs> I, don't think, yeah, <laughs> I don't think he wanted for much. You know, I think he still, I think he still drove to work. He didn't take the tractor like Tom Good. He <laughs> made that big change, which inspired John Sullivan to create the green, green grass, which is exactly oh. what, Boise, uh, what Boise does in that yes. show. So I think he's just a fascinating character. Yeah. And I used to follow him. I used to follow John Chalice on Twitter. I had, a, I had a couple of little exchanges with him, the way that you do. But he was always, you know, always in his garden, taking pictures of whatever was, whatever wildlife was about. He was very engaged with the convention community. I, I never met the man, but I did see him. What I can only do, be uh, described as holding court at the NEC. It was him and Sue Holderness in character. Oh. They had, they had, I'd say, one hundred and. 50 people all around them, no oh, security. Wow. Wasn't talk- they had them in the palm of their hands. They <laughs> Lovely. Love- I have to say to any of our, um, our, our foreign cousins that are watching the show, Only Fools and Horses is huge here. It does have its own massive fan base of people that are not like any of us. Uh, but <laughs> but they, they appreciate their show in a similar way. And you can get the odds only fools and the horses um, convention and stuff like that going just, just so we can put that out there. Yeah. Have they got a name? Like, you know, like the Harry Potter fans. Or no, like no, no. Nothing's been given to us by the Americans. Um, sorry. So no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah. One last rest in peace to John Chalice. It's been, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been him. wonderful. It's been hilarious. And uh, I think he, he passed away in his sleep, everybody, which I, I don't think, Bless. you know, yeah. you can't think of a better way to go. The man was no. suffered for a few years with yeah. poor health down to cancer, which he had kept completely private, which you've got to, got to respect that. Absolutely. But yeah, he'll be, he will be, he will be missed. You know, for a man of his age, he was very active. You know, he'd recently shot a documentary last year of his own, his own creation. So obviously oh. to see a creative man, a man who the public loved and who loved the public, it's no longer with us. It's you know, it's it is very very yeah. sad, and yep. that image of him 
<laughs> in Doctor Who there. We saw him as Scobie with Sarah Jane. Now that will live on. We can rewatch that. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, John, for all that. Well, but, thank um, you, John. Yeah, but you're saying rewatch there. I still find it very sad that the days when they would have repeated an Only Fools episode to mark his passing have seemed to have gone on the BBC yes. for the not, for yes. the various not, reasons. Not, not, I mean, I I did look to see if they were going to do anything, and they didn't show that. And I just thought that's a real sad shame. Now, real it's a white sad male. Time. He's a white male. No, and also because it's that show, isn't it? Which they won't, they, they won't, they won't dare show that anymore. Mm. Oh no! And, and let's be fair; it would offend so many people. Like that. exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because they don't have a sense of humour. Yeah, we have yeah. Ju Julian Raxel as uh, rest in peace, Morris Perry, too. Yeah. terrific yes. character actor. Yes. Perry's yeah. Dent is arguably the least caricatured and most grounded of the human who villains. Dent could well have stood a return visit to the show. You'll have to refresh my memory, Simon. Dent, yes, Co Colony, Colony in Space um, oh. from uh, season uh, season ten box sets. Uh, season ten, season eight. Yep. Which one? My... Season eight. Or season 10? eight. Eight, isn't it? Eight. Um, and and what are, what? Yeah, Julian's quite right. He's very very uncaricatured. The thing about Dent in Colony Space, he's very very underplayed. Um, so whereas a lot of a lot of actors at that point were still shouting very loudly because they thought <laughs> they were on stage at the time. Um, yeah, Morris Perry just just keeps it quite uh, quite low key throughout. But he's got the worst hairstyle I think in in any Doctor Who episode ever. <laughs> I feel so sorry for him. I don't know what they did to his hair. It's it's shocking. Shocking hair. <laughs> to be honest, that, I that can't bless quite him. Yeah, absolutely. this guy. Because as I've said before, the Pertwee era is is my bogey era. So there are lots of lots of stories that I can't remember the details of. So yeah, I, I hadn't seen I hadn't seen that that gentleman had died, but obviously He's yeah, it's cracking another, it. another sad Doctor Who loss. But looking at this picture here of of uh, John oh. Chalice with Elizabeth mm -hmm. Sladen there brings yeah. to mind it has to bring to mind our Sarah Jane. And it's been 10 years since we lost Liz Slade. But I wondered if anybody, any of you had seen this. Obviously, we are getting up to the Christmas season, uh, which means that Doctor Who merchandise, which has been a little bit thin on the yes. ground lately, Doctor Who merchandise is starting to appear. And we have this entire new range. You're going to love this, Ian. This is the Doctor Who flashback collection mm. we're about to talk about now. Going in. In particular, in particular, they're leading with a selection of Sarah Jane inspired merchandise. So here's oh, the Lyle, my no, eyes, my eyes. Very sweet. We've got mm. mugs, we've got sweatshirts, we've got pin badges, we've got whatever else with the words my Sarah Jane across wow. them. And the pattern from her dungarees from the hand of fish. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look of at the owl. I love the pin badge of the owl. That's I good. knew you'd love the owl, so I thought we'd get a closer love look at that. That's a little pin badge of the of, mm. the, uh, of the cuddly owl that she's also got in the hand of fear, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I wish I, I just wish they'd really release a, a proper toy of that. And it was a toy yeah. in the sense it was a real was, genuine yeah. toy. Yeah. Was it? And they go for a yeah. fortune. You can still get them on eBay occasionally. They go for yeah. a fortune. I'd love mm. them to release those as a proper toy. Fantastic. I remember, remember, Charlotte. It's merchandise, not merch. Okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to be good for that. I hope you Don't listen, Charlotte. It's Ignore fine. him. <laughs> I believe that Sadie Miller. I was never getting that. Let's just make that clear. I was never. All I said was that it made me laugh when she said that. 
That's all I said. <laughs> but uh, considering that we are we are where we are with Doctor Who merchandise at the moment, and you know, uh, people have said about our focus on the classic era on this show, but you know, we have to focus on the classic era when the BBC merchandising department yeah. are. Because I mean, yeah. look at this. And here's the here's the print that they're putting out to go with this. My oh, Sarah Jane. Okay. Really, I don't like it at all. I oh, think it's no, absolute I'm pack. Up. I'm filling up. I, love I it. think it's awful. Absolutely awful. I think it would look I um, like framed. It. I no, don't like it. Next. I like it. <laughs> I, 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 I really like it. Really I would, like it. I, think I it's would wear like that. Obviously, and it's got the stars and it's got Sarah oh, on it. So oh, on that quote there. at the bottom, there was this guy, this one guy oh. I travelled with him for a while, but he was a tough yeah. actor. Oh, oh. Funny enough, I've just watched, I've just watched School Reunion only on uh, a couple of nights ago. I rewatched School Reunion for the first time since original broadcast, and I, it, mm. that's because I genuinely couldn't bring myself to watch the episode again because I literally cried and cried and cried mm. on original transmission. It's just, it still breaks my heart that episode and that line. Oh, oh, it's a great it's episode, fantastic Wonderful episode. Stuff. It really is. Well, I just think it's you know, they've got a little bit of a blurb here. It says from the BBC about this about this whole <laughs> range. Forty five years on from uh, Sarah Jane's final regular appearance in Doctor Who, this exclusive art print features uh, numerous quotes from the Doctor and Sarah that sum mm. up that that unique friendship all against the backdrop of Sarah's costume from that final adventure. And the print is limited to 100 units. It's 11 by 14 inches, whereas the entire range there is available uh, through Forbidden Planet www.forbiddenplanet.com. Oh, well, that will fill some of their shelves then, won't it? Considering yeah. nothing else does. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a strange item to focus on in 2021. In some, yeah. in some respects, I, just need I think. To show you this talking of owls, <laughs> it, it isn't the official one, but my friend made me this, and it's ah. oh, that's yeah. fantastic. That's actually got Doctor fabric, as you can see. Brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I like to pretend that this is my Sarah Jane owl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, when I look back at when I look back at that time you know the well the 70s and when she came back to the show and the I mean, we all we, we go on about how great this lady was all the time don't we absolutely but, so we should but mm -hmm. um i think that uh, a tribute like that i mean uh, you know obviously it's not going to be to everybody's taste jt but i think that no. the fact that there's a range of products like that it's i think it's really quite timely i think and i think it's for merchandise and from the, considering this is the brand that re, uh, not that long ago brought us time lord victorious that this is the first, the first item of the first line of merchandise we've seen in a long time. That's not that's not completely tone deaf. I think there is an appetite <laughs> out there. There is an appetite out there for for merchandise to celebrate Sarah Jane, the Sarah Jane adventures, and and her contribution to to Doctor Who. We've got lots of fans of your owl turning up in the chat here watching it'd be interesting YouTube. dan to see if there is an, a market for that sort of stuff because there are a, a few shows well many shows back we we, we recovered the logopolis mm -hmm. stuff which is done by those people and apparently that did not sell but the interesting thing is of course and, and we all know why is that they are absolutely dragging everything from the classic period, you know, from 1963 mm -hmm. to, um, to, to 1989. They're going to go through all that. That's where the merchandising has come from. Look at the character options stuff. It's all now from that time, but we're not seeing anything from 2005 onwards because it's it's the, all, the, all the licensees are going, right, the big stuff is 63 to 89. Let's focus on that and let's see what we can do with that char those characters. It's very interesting for merchandise. 
I suppose it helps when some things step from one era to the other. Or should I say trundle? Because the flashback range also <gasps> contains a oh line my of God. <laughs> a load of brand new canine bits and bobs. We've got a canine Christmas t-shirt along with the oh, official canine Christmas card. Merry Christmas, Master. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like and for Christmas, rather, canine? Another beautiful <laughs> tea fob. So, JT, with your love of canine, does this yeah. please you slightly more? Uh, I was aware of this, um, and it's, it's okay. I will only buy the key fob i'm not interested in just something that's going to say christmas because you can only use it for a couple of I weeks am. you know I but am. you know, <laughs> but, you know um i think i think the, i think the design on that stuff is 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 better um i'm not going to say too much more about that i'm so uh, humbug Bar humbug so well i, I think it's it really good because christmas seems to be a dirty word at the bbc exactly it, it does exactly. Yeah. Well, i think what? So anything, yeah. Uh, oh, anything yeah. Christmas, I'm for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, me too. I'm with you on well. that one. Who doesn't love Christmas? Canine merchandise says Wendology. Kelly says apparently JT doesn't like Christmas. No, no, no. <laughs> I love Christmas. He's such a Scrooge, isn't he? And he I is. love canine. And I'm not a Scrooge. I'm just saying <laughs> I wouldn't buy anything that was particular merchandise, which is twenty four ninety nine that you can only wear at two weeks of the year. That's yeah, you can't go out in June wearing a Merry Christmas canine t shirt, you know. Um, but I would keep Christmas, but that doesn't matter, that just makes it special to bring out every year for Christmas. Exactly, exactly. Grumpy old buzzard, JT. I am not being grumpy, and I can't say much more about that particular line of canine material. That's I I can't say too much more, but I would stay tuned because there may be more coming. I can't say much more than that. The Doctor Who Christmas range of Christmas jumpers is also on the way too, everybody. Here we go. Before we leave, Canine says that uh, Mm. don't forget, a canine is for life, not just for Christmas. Christmas. That is true. Very true. Absolutely. For those those out there who are not so into the cute and the cuddly and the the tin dog variety, there are another bunch of pins in this flashback range too. So these are geared around the Doctor Who monsters. You can see we're looking at Mm. a Dalek pin, a Cyberman pin, a weeping angel, and a one that is uh, for the glory of the Sontaran Empire. Looking very, very classic-centric, uh, mm. that one. It's a classic Sontaran. Well, Dan, yeah, what Proper I can't Sontaran. with that one, yeah. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm very pleased to see it, but they've gone back to classic Sontarans mm. with, the, with the classic Sontaran ship. Well, I'm amazed that they've done that. I'm delighted, but amazed. Mm-hmm. Why have mm. they gone for the modern-style Cyberman, though? I'm not very happy about that. <laughs> maybe because well, well, maybe they've done two two sort of two more modern stuff two more classic maybe or well, maybe they made a mistake with the satarin one they probably yeah. well, made unless, a mistake unless yeah. i mean they've, um, they've kind of get vaguely gone back to that sort of looks ish from what we see of the photos in the upcoming episode mm. so can I just reply yeah, to a comment that Ke- Kelly's met, um, um, mentioned in the chat? She asked if there was a funko canine yes there was but you've missed your chance it was a limited edition eBay. It was a few years back, yeah. I'll get you after the break because it's up there and I'll let you see it. But um, yeah, so stay tuned. I don't know what a Funko K9 looks like. What's, it's actually one of the cutest. It's a bit of plastic that they put eyes on, but with K9, it's actually a sort of figurine. But I'll get oh. stay, stay tuned. I'll get it for you later and you can I'll have a look. See that. Well, if uh, 
that's one line of merchandise. That's the that's the flashback collection. And we had, as usual, our, our wonderful companions in the chat watching on YouTube and Facebook. We had lots of people say, I'll oh, buy without the logo. All that kind of thing that always pops up. That's our disclaimer. We know nobody likes the logo. We don't like it either. Bloody blah, blah. But do you know what? I think that the BBC know that nobody likes it. And that could be why, why they're launching another range of merchandise too. So we've just looked at the flashback range of merchandise. Say hello, everybody, to the, hello. Uh, the Doctor Who. Do that again. That was good. Who was that? Hello. There we are. That wasn't Say Barnaby. Hello. It was JT. Me this. <laughs> I threw my voice into the other chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say hello, Barnaby, yeah. to the Doctor Who reg regeneration range. Where they Ooh. are. Oh, that's back. different. Oh no! Apart from the last one. <laughs> oh, I can see it. Yeah, I see it. Ian. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. Oh, I was going to buy that yeah. shirt, but not anymore. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Apart from I like the idea of that. I think that's yeah. there's a lot you, you know, can I'd do with that idea, it. isn't there? I'd still buy it. I actually still go with that. It, 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 it's that's classy. I, I would, even though it's got the Whitaker logo on there, I'd go with that. Yeah. I like it. Is that is that a long sleeve T-shirt? Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I recommend like a black felt tip pen. Black felt tip yeah. pen right at the end of the last one. You could always put, you could like always put a badge or something over the, the last yeah. bit, couldn't you? Bit of gaffer tape across it. Yeah. Have, okay, <laughs> this is the start of, the, of a brand new range which was listed from Zavi some months ago. There was oh. a lot of speculation about what the regeneration range was going to be, particularly when we found out that Chris Chibnall and Jodie Whittaker were leaving because a yep. lot of people were speculating that it was going to tie into the regeneration, but it's not. It's something that's been planned for a lot, for a lot longer. We've got a blurb here, and it says, mm -hmm. who is the doctor for you? Do you remember the very beginning or the 21st century? Whichever it is, show your love for your favourite doctor and companion with Zavi's exclusive Doctor Who regeneration range, Zavi has taken the TARDIS and is taking the range back through the years, all the way back to 1963, where Doctor Who began and become a significant part of British popular culture, celebrating all the regenerations from the 1st to the 12th. Oh, they've only lived the 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 yeah. <laughs> This apparel yeah. range focus on the Doctor's and the iconic monsters of their time. All t-shirts are made from pre-shrunk 100% cotton, blah, 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 and available from ah. www.savvy.com. So on one hand, we've got a t-shirt, which, you know, you can always you can always pick off, get the iron out. Yeah, get, the, get your uh, iron out, yeah. Like. Yeah, so, yeah. But otherwise, I think you've got a bold bit of merchandise here. And the, But I think the fact, we're just two or three years on from a time when a certain showrunner, the worst showrunner in TV history, Mr. Chris Chibnall, declared that all merchandise was going to be emblazoned wherever it was, whether it was Big Finish or books or whatever, was all going to be dominated by the identity for his show, that the legacy branding was going to disappear. Now, mm -hmm. just a couple of years on, we have the dawn of the regeneration branding and the bringing back of the legacy, a realignment and a definite aim towards not just the classic fan, actual proper Doctor Who fans, the Doctor Who fans who have been investing in this brand up until yeah. the recent past. I think this is a major signifier of intent 
in the short term yes. and possibly <laughs> long term for merchandise. If you want to take yeah. a look, here's another couple of examples of items. There, it is. Generation there, range. there we go. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful. Rather sweet canine t-shirt there and another t-shirt featuring the Eighth Doctor and the War Doctor. Artwork by Mike Collins. They're the, uh, the actual storyboard artist on Doctor Who and several comic books over the years. You've got those and you've got more T-shirts here, all stretching back over the years. Lots of Doctors and title sequences and graphics, most of which is comic book art. Some, I think a lot of it is, is a newly commissioned comic book art as well. As well. There's a, a really striking piece up there with Peter Davison's Doctor I in neon me. pink. All sorts of things going on. So this is... I, I think this is a way of bringing back the, the legacy branding with a mm -hmm. bit of a bang, really, through the mm -hmm. lifestyle range first, Simon, and then perhaps back mm -hmm. onto the books, back onto the CDs, back. I mean, am I being too hopeful of a return? Because we, yeah. ha we now have, uh, there's a distinction, mm -hmm. for example, on character options. They now have two lines of merchandise. They have their standard merchandise, and they have mm -hmm. what they call the he their heritage line. So mm -hmm. they're starting to differentiate. Maybe everything mm -hmm. else is too. What do you lot think? I, I personally think you're spot on. And the thing is that what you've got to remember here is that nothing gets released without BBC approval. So they've mm -hmm. approved this. So they mm -hmm. know that, 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 that these logos are going back out there again. Anything that's got the, an old, in inverted commas, logo on there has been approved by the BBC. So, yeah, the idea that the only logo that would exist is that ghastly Chibnall one really is no longer relevant. And it's dis it, it, that's just faded away. And we're now using the original logos back. And I don't know. Is it because the BBC has realised that, that there's such a backlash against that logo? Because there is. Is it also because they are kind of trying to distance themselves a little mm -hmm. bit now away from an era that has failed? So it was all well and good a few years ago to say this is the only branding now for Doctor Who because they were they thought that they were moving forward to a bold new future with a new fan base, etc., etc. They realise it's backfired. So as a commercial organisation, what are you going to do? You're going to ditch the Absolutely. brand. Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree with you, Simon, but we've also got to remember we've been down this route before. Back in 96, they called it the regeneration phase or something when the, the Paul McGann movie came out. Yeah, and if you remember, there was a slight hiatus Facebookers between certain pieces of merchandise. And when they all came back, they had the Paul McGann, uh, McGann stroke Pertwee logo and everything that that sort of weird that typeface. That was why the uh, a couple of the video, a couple of the VHS range became quite hard to get because they came out Absolutely. in March. And Absolutely. they, uh, they of fear. got rid of that branding. Was it the yeah. Hand of Fear? It was the Hand of Fear was the, the last one. And then the Green Death was the first one. And then the, there was a, a slight hiatus again after it. But it's, it, this whole period is a place where, as we said before on this show, they can review. They can, this is it's all planned. They know what they're doing. So to bring back all these elements of... I, I agree with what Simon's saying there. Of using the old logos is basically saying that's Doctor Who. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me now that with the show going OP... Um, we will see more of that coming through, like that quite nice T-shirt there, and less of the Chibnall era, as, as though they're trying to say, let's just put under the carpet, shall we? Yeah, I've got a comment yeah, but, here from James but, but A. Fitzpatrick not... Charlotte, who says it feels like a desperate but welcome move by the B. What do you think? Is there anything here that's <clears> caught your eye? No, I, I think it's also yeah. quite telling the language that they were like, almost pick your doctor, because the language for a while was... Mm. Oh, you dare't mention almost the other doctors pre Jody. You yeah. have to like yeah. the 13th doctor. Yeah. And for me, this mm. is almost them saying, right, we understand there is a some spam base for her, 
but yes. there's fan bases for other doctors, and that's what I find interesting. Yeah. Is the you've got a point. That way. Yeah. I think it's obvious. You've, you've yeah. It it's as though they're trying to bring us back, isn't it, now, Charlotte? You know, they're trying to say, oh, oh see you guys that we got rid of a few years ago. Would you like to come back with your wallets, please? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, no, they're exactly asking you to come back. They're asking you to come back, yeah. but they don't want to ask you to come back. And they'll also, yeah. they'll also have to, to bring us back because when they relaunch the show in whatever format it's going to be, whether it be a movie or whether it be a TV series or wherever it's going to be, they're going to need us to support it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. but it's not always need us. It's not just the merchandise, though. Like, think about the first series of, of, of Jody. He quite boldly said, I'm not going to use any old monsters. We didn't get any yeah, old monsters. Yeah, we know that. And then by we got the, the tooth series, monster. Yay! Yeah, but, yeah, but think, like I said, if you, th if you sort of stack it almost, before mm. all this new merch mm. came out, we had um, Jadoon, we had Captain Jack. That was like, I think the start of this is what, I think what Dan's getting at, that was the start. And now we're seeing... It moved further along into the merchandise. Yeah. Well, don't yeah. forget if we, if we if if what we were told um, a couple of years ago was correct, and certainly last year, studios actually met with the Doctor Who production office to say, "Well, your first season wasn't as strong as it should be. Can you bring back some familiar elements, please, yes. to bring back some of the fans?" Exactly. So that's where studios started to really think, "Oh, we've exactly got to do something said. about what, this." Mm -hmm. What I'm noticing here, Ian, is, and yeah. it could be something. It it could be nothing. It's because mm. this has been written. This is on Zavi's website. You know they're launching this range. Uh, it's in. It's a BBC Studios-led brand. This is Doctor Who branding. It's a big launch. There's a lot of products in this line, but in all of the official blurb launching this line, like I say, could be something, could be nothing. There's no dicking around with pronouns. The Doctor is a he in every single blurb. Oh, his, really? His, you know why? The doctor, you know why? Yeah. His, the Doctor and his companions, his monsters, his wow. adventures, yeah. right yeah. the way down. Very now, interesting. That, that is incredibly They have failed. They have failed abysmally, but they will not admit it. That's yeah. that's the problem. With the and when it comes to the merchandising, which they have to make money on because they have to have a profit, mm. they're going to go yeah. down the line to make us think, oh, well, I love that. That's my Doctor Who. Very, very mm. interesting. That's That's an interesting sales tactic. Mm. Yeah. So we'll be following up on the on the progress of the regeneration Absolutely. range in the Facebook group on the Facebook page and here on Type 40 Live too as more items pop up. Take yeah, I mean take a punt on whatever takes your fancy. Let us know how it fits. Send us your pictures. Get in touch through our social media, Instagram and Twitter at Type 40 Doctor Who, or in the comments section here. However you like, we're easy to get in touch with. But uh, yeah, I think <laughs> that uh, a few items, a few items from that little lot could find their way under a few Christmas trees. As time goes on, Digby Strawbridge chips in. Hi, Digby. Chibnall's era has been a disaster in terms of merchandise because it was unpopular. And this has stemmed from its poor, its poor quality. Uh, Richard Brooks mentions the tooth monster again. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Shaw. Sure. You forget that one. Sure. <laughs> tooth monster. Yay. Yay. What uh, <laughs> Dan says uh, the talents of Wayne Chiang. Thank you, Wayne. My pleasure. We've got uh, holy smokes, a dash of sanity. <laughs> Finally. Absolutely. Sounds like it. Yeah, Let's see where it goes yeah. as well, Game Closet. We have to see where it goes now. The big tester yeah. will be the um, Doctor Who magazine. Yes, of course. Of course. You're yeah, right. I was Jake. sitting on the toilet the other day thinking about them. 
Uh, I was just thinking, when, when, think about it. <laughs> absolutely, when all this goes on, you know, um, and, and uh, what what will happen now when the show comes off? And I think we'll see them desperately trying to get us all back to to buy a very expensive magazine every single month, the same way they did when it came off in '89. Because we have to remember that magazine was continuous from '89 to 2005, and actually it had its it had wonderful, absolute wonderful content for the majority of that uh, run where the show was off air. It didn't actually need the show. No. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see what they do now to try and get us all back to buying it for however much it is now, five ninety nine or whatever it is a month. It's a lot of money for it still. Well, this is the most uh, recent uh, issue, isn't it? This one here. That's oh, you've got that one. Right, mm -hmm. right, okay. Oh, that's take a, that logo superb, away! Uh, it's a superb cover, isn't it? Such an inspiring cover, that for heaven's sake! Inspiring. And it hasn't got Jody. It's got it's got Tom Fisher. It's a leaflet rather than a magazine. Yeah, that, that, that's that's See, my my brother, my brother saw that in the shop, and he asked me about it. He says, "What's going on with the cover of Doctor Who magazine?" That's actually not. That's not a bad cover compared to some of them. But he asked, he asked me why that photograph. Because in, uh, this is how I view it, Barnaby. Is mm. that obviously John Bishop is in Doctor Who, but it's more of a John Bishop cover than a Doctor Who cover. It tells yeah. us nothing about the character, nothing about his his story, about where he's going to sit. You know, there's no elements. <clears throat> it's all that stripped back. It's it aligns with my instinct that they are relying on people liking John Bishop as a performer and turning mm -hmm. up to watch this show. I, all the, all, all oh, the previous stuff as well, because on the, on the back of the cover... Yep. Oh, for a minute, I, know, I thought that was a club on. night I used to go to, Barnaby Cole, back to the <laughs> 80s, because they had that very similar logo. And I thought, my God, are they bringing that back? I'll have to get on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh dear. Uh, uh, Richard Brooks points out exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it looks like a His Edinburgh Fringe show. Yeah. It is. You're right, right, on door, hasn't he? he starts now, doesn't he? September. No, is it October? So he starts That's why I know he's Who. They finish filming this week, don't they? The Golden Rap is yeah. tomorrow or, or Saturday or sometime Ooh, around about now, the Golden Rap is. And then he more or less goes straight on the road, doesn't he? Yeah. From what I mean, I've I mean, heard, we're going to connect with, with Doctor Who, yeah. with now Doctor James. Who, after the break. We've got quite a lot to uh, to unpack there too. Oh, I'll, now, take my, I'll take my tablets now then. But for now, I think we should uh, we should voyage back to the past, Simon. Wee wee time. pages. Between the pages of your your five hundred dear diary, dear, God, God, it's, it's, not familiar, it's a dear dear. He's, he's had the flu. He's had the flu this yeah. week, everybody. You know, five hundred yeah, dear diary for on this day in Doctor Who history, back way back when. Go. We've got to get rid of that for the next um, uh, term. Bang, season. This week, this week back through history, <laughs> yet again this week, we're celebrating 17 episodes, 17 episodes premiering through the years this week. I'm not going to list them all. They're all famous. Like, well, there's which is oh, come on. Power of come Three, on, on. Closing oh, God, Time. time. Uh, Battlefield 3, Time in the Rani 3, Mind Dropper 2, Galaxy 4, Part 3, Leisure Hype. There's, there's so, oh, many of, so many of them. <laughs> Too many to talk about. But we're going yeah. to talk about a couple of them. We'll talk about a couple of them. It's seven years. It's seven years this week uh, since um, uh, Time Heist, 
Uh, and oh, it's yeah. 42 years. It's 42 years <gasps> since Destiny of the Daleks. Oh, oh, love yeah. Destiny of the Daleks. We love Destiny of the Daleks. We love yes. this. Now, this Love is quite it. interesting. Uh, Time Heist was the fifth episode of Series 8. Oh, uh, Testing yeah. the Daleks, of course, was the first story in Season 17. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, Time Heist got 7 million viewers uh, back yeah. in 2014 when it was first screened. <laughs> but Destiny of the Daleks got... 14 and a half million wow. viewers. Yeah. Twice <laughs> as many. Twice as many as Time Heist. So, so what, what mm. does that, you know, what does that tell you, really? Incredible figures. Did, did people even have television really? sets back then? Shut up, Barnaby. <laughs> not in the corner immediately. <laughs> I mean, look at that lovely picture of Tom and Lala on the swap shop set there yeah. as well. Love a costume. Love a costume. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. I, think costume, costume. I, I think the costume is, is utterly, utterly divine. It's one of... It's it one is. Of she should have kept that all the way through. This, this is what struck me recently, everybody. Uh, Time Heist is one of those episodes. I think I may have only watched it once maybe twice because i was doing doctor who reviews for for a uh, website then so maybe mm. i watched it twice but i haven't seen it since and l all i can remember of it was the the good looking fella in the orange there that we can see on screen i have no <laughs> idea who he was yeah i, I remember there, that as well I, where he was going my point is i Do don't remember i don't remember either liking it or hating it i mm. did like it, it. No, i liked it, it, it but the no, ending was rubbish it left yeah, no, you always say that. <laughs> the ending was crap <laughs> <laughs> it left, um, what i'm saying is it's kind of left no mark on me after all this time and what i and the place i'm at now with some of these stories is it's been there was such a momentum of doctor who in really quite a mm. short period of time in just over a decade that i can now go back to some of these stories as we're doing on on the on the channel of the type 40 brand at the moment and kind of watch them completely fresh so i'm looking forward to seeing time heist again Destiny i tell you the thing that i recognize about time heist is time heist looks spectacular it really did. It was, it, I don't know what, the, the way they shot it, it looked at the photography is really brilliant in Time Heist. Mm. And um, when you look at the, obviously, I don't want to mention the Jodie era, but when you look at the Jodie era, uh, according to the last few seasons, the photography is really terrible compared to Time Heist. Time Heist photography is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I think they spent all the money in Time Heist and then by yes. the time they got to In the Forest of the Night, they ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the ending of time heist is when he met his mate they freed yeah. his mate isn't it yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. they, they raced their mind didn't they or something like that and i can't remember and they oh yeah they were, doing, that was and then they were and knackered at the end yes, going through yes. a field and i, I thought, do remember Ooh. now yes i'm sitting there going what but I yeah. <laughs> well, so do that again what were you doing what? <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. See, I have no, no, no recollection. Definitely worth a rewatch, Dan. I think I think you'll find an appreciation for it. It's, it's not. It's not like a cup of tea. Then you know. It's not. It's not as if. Well, I mean, what I'm trying. What I'm saying is that some. Some. I think the the sheer number of Doctor Who stories we got just in mm. that decade and a, and a little. You know, there yeah. are only so many hours in the day, and it's been quite a quite a boom time for TV generally. That mm. some of these mm. simply simply by virtue of the fact there was so much that mm. some of it has stayed with me more than others, mm. and uh, yeah. the fact that yeah. I I yeah. haven't had time to go back. Whereas with Doctor Who potentially being off screen for quite a while, I've now got time where I can kind of dip back and connect with some of these stories that I remember a little less of. But I'm, I, the Destiny of the Daleks that was a, a 
big time for me as a as a young Doctor Who fan. Yeah, the, I, I latched on to the Mavellans in particular, Ian. In the, yeah. well, the uh, Suzanne Danielle, her name was. Yes, Mavellans. please yeah. don't mention that. I, I, I just got weak at the knees. It's weak at the knees. That copy of the Radio Times for Ian, please. Is <laughs> that a signal to move on there, Simon? What else have we got in the diary? Okay, well, yesterday, Ooh. yesterday we're celebrating two birthdays yesterday, um, and that's two companions, and that's Billy Piper and Fraser okay. Hines. Okay. Billy Piper. Oh. Yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. I'm sure she won't mind me mentioning she was 39 Ooh. yesterday. Um, oh, God, was she? Oh, wow. yeah, Very young. And, I thought and, she was uh, older than that. <laughs> how rude. And certainly... Be, certainly be kind. Is it certainly one of the I thought she was. New series. Always be kind. 27 episodes she, she, she starred in, plus various cameos that she kept on coming back in. And, of course, she was memorably yeah. the moment in Day of the Doctor. I still don't know what the moment was. I, I, don't, I honestly don't think it was a cheap cash just to try and shoehorn Billy Piper. No, 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 of course it wasn't. Um, <laughs> the moment so, was uh, the moment. Never, never quite yeah. worked for me. But, um, you know, no. a Billy Piper... I've said this before, but she absolutely won me over. I was one of the naysayers yeah. saying, oh, my God, Doctor Who's dead before it's even started. And I fell in love with uh, Billy Piper the minute she first appeared on screen. Yeah. Um, and Fraser Hines, as I say, Fraser Hines uh, was, blessed. Fraser Hines was 77 yesterday. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Fraser, I mean, incredibly, when you look at the statistics, Fraser starred in uh, as Jamie in 20 stories, which covers over 100 episodes wow. uh, across three years. He was in, let's not forget, he was in all but one of the Patrick Troughton stories. Yes. Just the, only, mm. the only one he missed was Power of the Daleks. Uh, and that makes him basically the longest of any companion. You know, he, he is the, he's right. the most, he has the mm -hmm. most episodes to his name of any companion. Um, and he's, right. he's, he's looking so well as well. He does. At, he's, he's so youthful. <laughs> he he <is>. moisturised. <laughs> he had some still really still great lines as well, didn't he? Craig that apparently means gin and tonic in Gaelic or something, Craig Atoa. Am I right? No, no, Billy liked me. Look, she gave me a kissy. I love I love Billy. I can't believe that oh, Billy God. Piper is pushing 40. I mean, I, no. did, I did read today that Billy Piper is now the same age that Camille Kaduri was when she wow. first started playing Jackie Tyler back in wow. 2005. I find that extraordinary, Charlotte. Mm, oh, yeah, because like Jackie, like you could tell she was older, but she always looked really good. Like, just like yeah. Rose, they were both cracking, sort of, as a double. Great player, actress, though. Terrific actress. Really, oh, really brought that character really. to life. Yeah. It's not yeah. really making me feel old now because this is like my era now getting. <laughs> You're <laughs> old. Now you know how it feels, Starry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all those CDs. Oh dear. But yeah, what happy birthday, taste, Fraser. Taste honey, honey, to the, honey to the bee, honey to the bee. Yeah. Was that one? Honey to the bee, yeah, yeah. Honey to the bee, yeah. classic. Blimey. Yeah. All I yeah. yesterday. Um, <laughs> anyway, another. Has another we one too? 
<laughs> so yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow we're celebrating a birthday. So celebrating David Banks, who is going to be seventy tomorrow. Happy birthday, oh, Dave! Wow. Really, oh. happy birthday, yeah. Dave! Yeah. For anybody who's not too familiar with his his work, because he's yeah, never been absolutely. seen like that in the television show on the on the right, he's never been seen in reality, only in a form of a cyberman or a cyber leader, as he is there on the uh, left. Um, uh, for those who don't know, he was in four um, classic stories. Earthshock, it was the first one he appeared in. He really mm -hmm. absolutely made the part his own, um, which is why he then came back for the Five Doctors, Attack of the Cybermen, Love and finally still the Nemesis. Um, and really, he, he he really embraced being the cyber leader. He was he was not just an actor that came in to do that part. Um, yes, Quite excellent. As Richard Brooks was doing David Banks, excellent mm, for us. Excellent. They really, 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 really quite a young man. I yes, think he was, was, Barnaby. I agree with that. And he's really quite a lot younger than I expected. I mean, you think about mm. he was nearly this is nearly forty years ago then, Barnaby, that he started in that role. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love those costumes. That, yeah, I love the, the, it's yeah. a brilliant design. The, the I, best, the best. It's yeah, the best I agree design. with you, Ian. They are the best Cybermen, I think. Mm. Um, but let's not forget also, he, he did. Uh, he was. He, he then went on. His, his Doctor Who legacy then goes on for years and years and years. He wrote books. Here's one that he wrote. So there we go. David oh, Banks wrote oh, yeah, um, and it's And it's, it's thick as well. You know, it's a proper book. Look at that. And then, of course, he wrote this one, Cyberman. which is yep. the absolute tome of, of it's a good this, book as well. It's a it's not bad, book. actually. Yeah, it's a nice, not bad book. This is my original copy. There we are. There's signed oh. by David Banks. Uh, you show off. I think he signed. <laughs> I think he signed mine as well. Yeah, he signed mine too. Am I? Am my ultimate adventure program? Yeah, 27 yeah. November 88. And yeah, he was in the Ultimate Adventure. Let's not forget he was in the Ultimate Adventure. He played Carl the Mercenary um, throughout the whole run of the uh, Ultimate Adventure. Uh, except, of course, as uh, somebody's just pointed out in the chat twice, on the 29th of April 1989, he played the part of the Doctor. I was lucky enough to be there that very night, so I got to see David Banks play the Doctor. That, that, there is... Oh, look. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And there's Simon there on the right. Look at that. Yeah, Look, there's a baby the Simon. Right. About 11, I think I am there. Uh, <laughs> oh, where exactly? So where exactly was this picture that, that we're looking at that, on the screen now taken, Simon? That was around about 1988. That was uh, back it in the days. to be with that mullet. The, the Hoonatics. <laughs> uh, so that's so that's uh, at, a, at a hotel in uh, in Walsall, just down the road from where I am now still. And that's David Banks. He was our very, very, very first guest. Um, uh, 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 at, a show, uh, at uh, one of our meetings. Uh, a little bit of trivia for you there. On the left, the very far left with the red hair, that's David Roden, uh, who wrote oh, Dimensions yes. in Time, except we don't talk oh, about it. Well, that was Chidnall. Who yeah. was one of the <laughs> back in the day. But there, and there oh, are other people in the chat and watch our video. I know who are in that photo. So so if you are any of them, there you go. You're in there. So that was doesn't have blue hair. He doesn't what, have blue hair there either. I right? oh, see so you still don't have blue hair. Oh, hair. Do you? I don't have blue hair. <laughs> look, look, I hate to think how old those children are right I now. Know. Yeah, <laughs> they're all wow. But David Banks here was our very, very, very first um, uh, 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 guest. In fact, that would have been when he signed my Cybermen book. So yeah, it was the twenty yeah. seventh of November eighty eight, and he was an absolute gent. Um, mm. Lovely bloke, and that's me. yeah. There we are. There's me again with David. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm loving that. Good God! Were you a chef? 
Oh my god, look, he's, you can certainly tell he's a Duran Duran fan. I mean, <laughs> 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 where, was this at the same event, Simon, or another one? No, that's no, that's actually backstage. That's backstage at the uh, at the after the ultimate adventure. When for anybody, this was really odd. Actually, David Banks did um, a, a play after the ultimate adventure called Talking to John. You had to pay an extra. I think it was a fiver or something like that. And David Banks had directed it, uh, and, and it, it features Stephanie Coleman and and um, oh, what was his name, Wolf, two of the actors from uh, The Ultimate Adventure. And they did this little play that lasted about an hour after The Ultimate Adventure. Um, and so so that was that was after that. Oh, God, the fashion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Mullet alert. Yeah, all right. OK, we've both got Her that. name was Rio <laughs> and she dances like in the that, that gives you an idea of how small I am and how tall David Banks is. Yeah. He was a very tall man, wasn't he? I, I, when I first met him as a, as a late teen, I couldn't quite get over how tall he was. And, and that's what I thought that's why you were cast. Because he, like, yeah. and, and, and he And he is an absolute charming, charming chap he's, he's a lovely bloke um, and of course let's not forget he did loads of other work as well he played he was he was a regular in brookside in eastenders he's done loads of stage plays done over a hundred audio books um uh, and he's even believe it or not he's even delivered an academic paper about cybermen for the universities of sydney and melbourne so oh, wow. you know really geeky yeah, david bring geeky no. but we're with you we're proud of you <laughs> we are. So happy birthday to David Banks for yesterday. Happy birthday, happy birthday Dave. All the best. Birthday. I'd rather Sorry take the 80s than this era any day. A couple of very final ones. Well, this is a big one, actually. This is a big one. Uh, because, believe it or not, um, Jack Kine would have been 100 this week. Now, who is wow. Jack Kine, you are wondering? Oh, God, yes. Jack Kine's there on the right. That's Bernard Wilkie on the left. Jack Kine is on the right. He would have been 100 this week. Basically, for those who don't know, he was the visual effects designer on The Mind Robber, but much, much, much more importantly, he was the guy who, along with Bernard <laughs> Wilkie on the left, set up the BBC visual effects department yeah. in 1954. Yeah. Um, so, so you know, we have these two guys to thank for literally having that BBC visual effects department. They did everything from explosions, optical effects, models, costumes, masks. Uh, K9, everything. we mentioned K9 earlier. That's that K9 came from the same department. So we've got uh, we've got Jack to thank for that. And what I love is there on the left hand side. You can see Jack makes a cameo appearance in Inferno because he's cast as the leader of Inferno. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't appear at all, apart from in this poster, Unity is Strength, in his real propaganda Nazi-style poster wow. that appears in Inferno. And that's Jack Kind. So, so they immortalised him in Inferno in a I've always wondered, photo. I've always wondered who that was. That's <laughs> who it is. <laughs> it, it's, it's another example of how the BBC worked back then because Absolutely. everybody knew each other and because everybody was in-house, you would get these little tokens in all sorts of shows and little references. And in, 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 uh, Mulcan Mul Mul and Wise used to do it occasionally as well in their they shows. They did, yeah. They did. Dan, Dan, you are quite right. Yes, you did take that photo of David Banks at the Grand Theatre and Walls. You were behind the camera. Oh, how fabulous! Oh, that is really cool. Hi, Daniel. Dan, yeah, Dan took the cat, Dan took the photo. Anyway, getting back for a second to the to the visual effects <laughs> department. By the by, the nineteen seventies, believe it or not, it was the biggest department of its kind anywhere in the world. This makes you realise how really how far ahead. Wow. 
the BBC were, and this is why it's so heartbreaking as to, to what you take the piss out agree. of the BBC visual, visual effects achievements on screen. What they was their budget? £20 pushing pushing pushing. a week? £20 <laughs> a month, maybe? I don't know. It was the biggest department in the, in the whole world. They worked on over 20,000 programmes, finally mm. closing their doors in 2003, just one year short of their 50th anniversary. They were closed down by our beloved BBC, who we do love so much. Um, they yeah. closed it down in 2003. Idiots. Now, now I, I don't know about you guys. I, I sometimes think that visual effects and special effects in Doctor Who are sort of unfairly treated. That people are always making yes. fun of the, of the washing up bottle spaceships oh. and the egg boxes that are turned into walls and all that. I love the, the, those old classic effects from the classic series. My, my, I have a couple of personal favorites i'm going to ask you yours my one of my favorites is the model of the dalek city from the very first dalek serial oh beautiful is, yes which yeah. in many ways is is the very very first special effect ever really in doctor yep. who they do yeah. a few bits and pieces but really that model is the first special effect and so good simon they recreated it in moffat's era through Did cgi I do you remember well, that, that thing where, where capaldi went back to scaro Oh, is it in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, it, they did redid it. I mean, you, you, you can't, you can't touch it, can yeah. you? That, that's, that design was beautiful. And, and as I say, you've got to remember, that was nearly 60 years ago. That I, if, if you don't know what the model looks like of the Dalek City in, 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 in the Dalek just Google it. It's the most, mm. okay, it looks a bit dated, but you're right, JT, that's you can't beautiful. fetch it. It's beautiful. Mm. What yeah. about anybody else? Anybody else got any favourite effects from, from those classic years in particular? Oh, well, the, the, the biggest one was the, um, the one that really sort of wowed me was at the beginning of um, Trial, the space station. <sighs> Oh, yeah, that okay. was that Which was. Yeah. I think that was done by um com a computer. I think. I think. Uh, got, well, yeah. computer stop motion camera, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? And it's a model. Yeah. 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 Well, again, well, again, you're right, Barnaby. And this is where BBC visual effects were so groundbreaking because they they literally create designed and created the motion controlled rig mm. that uh, and the computer program that allowed them to film that. They were it was this was cutting edge stuff. Yeah, Digby, you're quite right. The 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 ship in in the Jagaros ship in oh in, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah yeah the sand yeah. miner in robots yeah classic. What about Some the dinosaurs? Beautiful. The dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now the dinosaurs were outsourced to an independent company. Yeah, they were. Was it? Um, yeah. But very much, uh, I mean, Barry Letts thought he to give them a try, and the BBC effects department were not happy about this because they really? said we yeah. could have done it better. And you know, when you see it, you think actually you probably would have you done. Probably, yeah. You probably could. Yeah. 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 People watching in the chats uh, coming out with their memories. Vanessa mm. says sometimes models are much better. Yeah. Vanessa, I disagree. I disagree. Models are always better than <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> yeah. Brooks shares your love of the Dalek City. Dalek City is oh, yeah. great, as do as does James A. Fitzpatrick, another big fan of the Dalek City. Digby Strawbridge, yes, he says the classic special effects were wonderful. That Jagroth ship from City of Death and the Sand Miner from the mm -hmm. Robots of Death. And Alan Collins mentions oh, the Zygon ship yeah. explosion. Oh, yeah. You know what, the end of the terror of the Zygons, Barnaby. It, it, does, it, it makes you gasp, that effect, doesn't it? It's a great one. Does anyone remember the Vardens? Brilliant effect that was. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was terrible. It was terrible yeah. that effect. It looked like it looked like a, a coat hanger with some like a, <laughs> with some like sparkly bits on it. We are the pardon. That's because it was. That's what it oh, was. No, it was. Yeah, it was the end of the series. They had no money. The, the whole. Oh. You can, if you look at Invasion of Time, Barnaby, you can actually see the money had gone. Hence why there's the, the, the film. There's no Tardis worlds or anything like that. I mean, it's 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 well known now. 
Thanks very much. But yeah, there's yeah, a couple of Yeah. That, yeah. That final word like on that. BBC basement or something. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the TARDIS, yeah. I think the final word on that has to go to Vanessa Law, who says that nobody does puzzle, <laughs> does bubble wrap better than oh, Doctor Who. I totally yeah. yeah. agree with that. And it was so, green yes, uh, bubble wrap as well. Yeah, so, it, was yeah. it was green. <laughs> it was. So, yes, rest in peace. Yeah, we truly, truly salute Jack Kind, who would have been 100 this week, because he is one of those. We, we've talked about this in the past, people that cast a long shadow over the show. That absolutely is Jack Kind. So we, we you know, we do yeah. salute you and we thank you for everything. Very, very, very finally this week, just a, just a quick one. This is um, sadly this week. This week marks eleven years mm. since we lost Jeffrey Bergen, who was Great. the composer of only two stories: Terror of the Zygons and The Seeds of Doom. Um, mm. And the only reason he ended up doing those was because Douglas Canfield didn't want to work with Dudley Simpson. I don't think it was anything personal. I think I just don't think he particularly rated Dudley Simpson's music, or maybe he just wanted a different sound. And he certainly yeah. got it in Jeffrey Bergen um, because they're, they're quite distinct scores. These are Terror of the Zygons and the Seeds of Doom. Bergen was he was a very very renowned concert composer. Um, he didn't actually do much in the way of film and television. He did compose quite famously the the, the, the theme for Brideshead Revisited, yes. which believe it or not got to number 48 in the charts in 1984. Beautiful, <laughs> Beautiful score. Yeah, and he also Beautiful. and he also did the life of Brian. He did the score for the for the Monty Python film, The Life of Brian. But oh, he did wow. very little film and TV. Most of his work was into the more more of the classical concept work. But I, I this I'm making Jeffrey Bergen an absolute unsung hero this week because I I love the two scores for Zygons and Seeds of Doom. Again, Seeds of Doom we talked about earlier with um, John Chalice, and in particular, there's just one track called The Secret of Forgill Castle. It only lasts about a minute, but it's the point at which uh, Sarah discovers the sliding door that opens up. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking Me about too. It. Me door. too. It's beautiful. It slides open, yeah. and this, yeah. this, this beautiful cor uh, alien corridor is revealed, and the theme that Bergen creates for it, and it's literally giving me goosebumps just thinking of it now. If you mm -hmm. don't know it, please track down the track. The Secret of Fogel Castle. It's one of the most beautiful 30 seconds of music ever to grace Doctor Who. So I, you know, I'm making my unsung hero for this week, Jeffrey Bergen. According to Richard Brooks here watching on YouTube, he says that uh, he was very talented and there's a documentary on the on the Terror of the Zygons DVD. Okay. Yes. Okay. I can't remember that. I have to go and look no, I can't. There's a lot of features on there, and over the years, you do sort of forget forget mm -hmm. what's mm -hmm. what's yeah. what, don't you? But yeah, uh, True. yeah, absolutely. I mean, this that was a hell of a contribution across two stories that have got their own very unique sound. So yeah. I'd always I had always wondered about that, and I don't own that album, but I kind of wish I did now. Yeah. It's a you brilliant album, actually. For the one track, you know it, don't you, JT? You know the track. I listen to it regular to this day because i i'm with you those to school they, and they are different from dudley's that's why they stand yeah. out and and you noticed yeah. even as a as a small boy the, the difference in the music and i totally get what you're saying it's, it's i totally agree wonderful stuff if you can find that album get it yeah i agree get it, get it while you can particularly with the diamond logo as we know everybody mm. everybody it's relishes true. that but that's it for the diary this time. That Being feature closed. will be back when we come back. Yeah, the diary will be back, albeit in a slightly rethought way. We're going to have a bit of a tinker and a fiddle. But we'll uh, love yeah, a tinker thanks. and a fiddle. Thanks, yeah, we've heard. <laughs> but thanks for that, Simon. Thanks for putting that together. Ah, there we go. Welcome really? back to 2021. <laughs>
<laughs> I'd rather stay back then, actually. I don't want to go no. back to 23. Well. <laughs> I just love it. Ian's so it's completely dry, really. I'm from London, innit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have fun on this show. Oh, God. Uh, Grand, Grand Muff Miranda. Hi, Miranda. Making my way through the classic series. One oh, episode. Where are you up to? Oh, a good idea. Where, where are you up to, Grand Muff Miranda? Let me know. Where, where, where are you up to? Up, where are you up to, Charlotte? Where are you up to? Oh, do you know what I watched last week? Yeah, I yeah. so much. Terror of the Verve. What? Terror of the Verve. Verve. Of the Verve. Yeah, no, that last week. Kippen <laughs> Jane Baker. Quite an easy Mel. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, that's just reminded me. You know when we, we talked about the um, the, the, the um, a standard edition of uh, 23 coming out on Blu-ray, yeah. um, and there have been some people upset about the price. Check, uh, if you ordered it from Amazon and Zavi and everywhere else, please, Facebook, has checked the prices. It's gone down, and they should be actually adjusting what you've been spending on it, because it's gone down to the usual price. Bit of info there for you. I got the notification a couple of days ago. Ooh, very good, JT, very good. It's gone down to what the, the standard editions were supposed to be rather than the price that they were saying, which awesome. is... And also, if, you are, if you're buying the bigger box sets, the collector's edition ones, and you haven't got season 24, get down to Argos right now. It's 20 quid. That's incredible. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. 20 Thank quid for the entire season, Doctor Who. Yeah, she's going to get straight yeah. down there. Get the old numbers. I was going to say, get the little pen out, but they don't do those anymore. It's all numbers. You've got to put uh, them yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was closed down where I lived. Closed down. <laughs> Look at Bar Bar Look Barnaby. Barnaby doesn't know what a pen is. What's a <laughs> pen? Yeah. Is that a new iPad? I don't know. That's oh, a new that's iPad that. for you. Yeah, that's the way oh, to sell okay. pens to the Gen Z, and, and like you say, it's yeah. an iPen. <laughs> maybe everybody there's an advert for argos in the customary type 40 ad break yes it's that time again on the show one last time where we here we go for a tea we break. and you the people who don't need either or just like a bit of vintage ad glory stick around for a couple of minutes and get stuck into this little lot back in the yeah. You have a rich uncle I don't know about. No. An oil well in the garden, perhaps? No, Dad, look. So in the absence of these things, you might consider a fallback position? A what? I mean a pension. <laughs> a, a pension? Yes, a pension. This is a very simple thing to find out about. So simple, even you can do it. You go into the Midland Bank, you'll recognise it. It has this big sign on it that says Midland Bank. Ha, ha. You tell the guy all about yourself. In your case, this will not take too long. He listens to you like you're a very interesting person. He tells you which pension plan works best for you. Say I don't like the look of any of them. The point is you do something and you do it now. I don't want you to end up being a burden to my grandson. Okay? Okay. Give him here. There you go. Midland Pensions. For details, call in at your local branch or ring 0800 400 469. Here's how to remember the Green Cross Cone. First, find a safe place to cross, then stop. Stand on the pavement near the curb. Look all round for traffic and listen. If traffic is coming, let it pass. When there is no traffic near, walk straight across the road. Keep looking and listening for traffic 
while you cross. Well, now we'll all remember the Green Cross Code and use it. Splink! A tenor. Went a long way in Charles Darwin's day. Now, you're lucky if it buys you lunch. Unless, of course, you shop at Farm Foods. A kilo of chicken breast fillets, a tenderloin of pork, yellowfin sole, frozen at sea cod, half a duck with pancakes, 12 southern fried chicken steaks. Amazingly, any three of these for just £10. Fill up your freezer at Farm Foods. <laughs> right, I'm off to Farm Foods. Link. <laughs> 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 I can't remember a single thing that that stands for now. Splink. I can't remember. Stop. <laughs> we were taught that at school, Barnaby. We were taught the, we were taught the Green Cross Code with the um, with Dave Darth Prowse, Vader. who was, who was yeah, who yeah. was the Green Cross Code, and then we were taught Splink. Um, and we didn't get John Perch becoming to us. We got a man as dressed as a robot. Yeah. <laughs> I remember well, that. It was a Western warrior robot. No, it was gold. Dave, Dave Prayers, wasn't it? He was staying around with that gold robot yeah. and when he was doing the campaign. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Directly. I think so. I think it was all linked, wasn't it? Yeah. I wondered if any of you had noticed the two kids in the advert. There were well, the three kids, but the two little boys in particular in that advert there with John. I noticed the clothes. <laughs> Did you spot who the children were? Any of them look familiar at all? We're no. Anton Deck. Anton Deck. <laughs> You're close. You're close. Well, one. One. <laughs> They've been fetuses. Could have been. Um, okay, so yeah, one of them was Todd Carty, who was Tucker. Ah. In Grange Hill. And then Mark Fowler on Enders for many, many oh. years. And then falling over a lot on reality shows. Oh, I was so close. Was. You're very close. But the other little boy, this much smaller little boy, was a young actor that uh, that went on to great fame in a program written uh, written and created by Stephen Moffat in the late 80s, and then into movies, first acting in movies, and now directing movies. It was Dexter Fletcher, everybody, the uh, oh. the, uh, the director oh. of Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody, oh. and the star oh. of various movies and TV shows. Shows over the last 30, 40 years, but who made his name? Press Gang. Pre Press, Press Gang, yeah. By Stephen Moffat, which he starred in with his then girlfriend, Julia Sawala. And he was the lovable, tiny, tiny little boy in that advert there with Pertwee. Oh. Incredible. I'm talking about talk about lovable little guys. We've got Simon Horton back. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I do apologise. Every time the adverts finish, I just get kicked out. Every time. I think it, you're, don't, you're doing it deliberately, Dan. You just don't want to hear You just missed the glory of Splink with John Pertwee and Bradley Walsh advertising for him. That should right. be a Doctor Who episode. The glory. I'm taking my tenor. I'm going there, mate. Taking the my Splinker tenor. attacking. The Splink are attacking. <laughs> right. I've got, I've got this. Can I show this to Kelly? There it is. Can, can you oh, it? Okay. of course. Mint in the box. Let's make that. Oh, yes, it's Mint in the box. So there you are, Kelly. Oh, I want one. How do I get one of those? You can't. It was a limited edition. You'll have to go on on the eBay and all that sort of stuff to see if you can find Simon. it because it was limited edition. And of course, Simon. it's great because it went Amy with. 
I'll go to his house and I'll rob his yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Swap. And there you go. That's what the pops are, uh, Simon. I think you were asking what the pops are. So that's oh, the wow. sort of Sarah, that's the only Sarah. So, apart from the character option, Sarah Jane adventures things that I bought. But there you go. So Kelly, that's the canine pop. It's been and gone. But see if you can still find it somewhere. You never know. eBay. Go eBay. You'll probably find it. Get a coffee, Grandma from Miranda. That's what I've just done. <laughs> Uh, people, yeah, people spotting various things in the adverts. The Midland Bank regenerated into the HSBC. Yeah, it did. I, I just remember Midland Bank. Uh, Do you remember the Griffin? Do you remember the Griffin? <laughs> yeah. The, the listening bank, that's what they used to call it, mm -hmm. didn't, didn't it? It is, yeah. Yep. Not anymore. It doesn't bloody that's listen anymore. The Darren Zone, now in a zone, all of his own. It's just Hi, Darren Zone. Don't splink. <laughs> we've got lots of, in fact, we've got a chat full of absolute splinkers here. Look, check this out. Splink. Loads of them. Absolutely disgusting. Spacebook splinkers. I'm not going to lie, though. Does that, does that not sound like a monster that could appear in Series 13? Yes. No. Don't. Wouldn't know, darling. Cousin of the Pating. The Pating. Speaking... Please don't. Okay. Okay. Speaking of series 13, we are here. Obviously, we're gathered here together. Oh, now, for God's moment. sake. Let's, let's, <laughs> okay, let's let uh, Ian moan and groan before we continue. <laughs> <laughs> before I continue, my I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Ian's okay, so please. grumpy. We are, gathered, <laughs> we are gathered here on the Glorious YouTube just for you this evening to uh, enjoy each other's company and to uh, celebrate the close of season three of Type 40 Live. We've been having a blast over the last couple of Why months. Why is she pointing it to herself? She looks like Michael Burnham when she was pointing a phaser at us. Oh, you've just answered are your they... question there. <laughs> are, are, are they the actual Michael shoes Burnham. she always wears? Does she always wear those boots? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those boots are at all, do they? No. Stupid. Okay, quieten down, class. What's oh, Whilst we've been busy having fun, they have been away in Cardiff and various other places thinking of ways to make us suffer over a six or seven week period in the not too distant future. For those of you out there who do, who are watching the, the current era, Series 13, it finishes, well that finished uh, filming quite a while ago. They're about to finish filming, as JT mentioned earlier on, they're about to have what they call the golden wrap on Jodie Whittaker's entire time of Doctor Who. Golden and rap, filming more like is... golden showers. <laughs> filming, <gasps> filming ends this very week on what they're calling the centenary special. Whoa, you know, whoa, we will get bogged down into the where's and the why fours and, the, and why they're labelling whatever. But that's what's going on at the moment. Filming is is coming to the uh, the end, and we have the gormless child herself there. Oh, look, a picture! <laughs> Stood in the, in the doors of the TARDIS, uh, ready to uh, make us all uh, inflict, inflict more of uh, some of the worst television you've ever seen in your life coming she to looks, a TV screen. Near she looks so happy, though. Bless her. She is. I'm glad, I'm glad some well, she, is. She's going, isn't she? Okay, and, so and that's, 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 that's the truth. That's the check. 
So that's what's going on. Yes, Doctor Who, at some point between now and probably when we come back from our break, Doctor Who will likely be back on screens for those six episodes ahead of a few specials to come. Doctor Who itself has been filming in a park. I can't remember the name of the park. In, in Cardiff, Grange Gardens in Grangetown in Cardiff, not far from where my son lives. They've been, they've been there filming. You saw Bradley Walsh a moment ago in an advert for Farm Foods. I don't know if he's going to be doing all those again. He's filming The Larkins at the moment for ITV, which is their new remake of The Darling Buds of May. But in between that, he was there too in, uh, in Grange Gardens filming on Doctor Who there with John Bishop. So he's obviously back as Graham, whatever his name is. Now, I can't remember either. He only left a few episodes ago, but he's back there for oh, whatever this finale is going oh, to be. Yeah, for the people out there who are interested. I would imagine that Toasting Cole's busy doing other things and he won't be back anytime soon. So that's what's going on. He's, at the he's, he's gone back to stage school to learn how to act. Yes. Oh, dear. The pain. How dare you? The pain for, for Jodie Whittaker herself is, is nearly over. And yeah, those episodes are coming very soon. But uh, there is there is one item of interest that's popped up on social media. And uh, yeah, Chris Chibnall has dialed back, it seems, and brought back Unit. So oh, if, uh, some of you may what remember a surprise. That oh, uh, Chris grief. Chibnall closed down Unit in the New Year's Day special, which aired on, uh, on New Year's Day, what was it, 2018, whatever that was called. It was pretty forgettable. And he, uh, he, he dismissed Unit, disbanded them to make a cheap joke about Brexit, the way that professional writers on family shows do. On a and especially holiday. the way the BBC do, which is part of the reason that the British public has left them, because not everybody agrees with them. Mm. Exactly. That's but there's the new... Though. We do have a new Unit logo there, which I thought is more reflective of the yeah. early 70s yeah. badge yeah. sign on the Beret, yeah, so I is. do like that. Yeah, I, I must be honest, I, I was never ever sold on that flying wings badge at all that they had. Uh, so, no. so that's much, much more... I don't like the badge. I, but the I, one I, in Battlefield... No, uh, did it start in Battlefield? I know they had it all through it the RTD. It started in Battlefield, and, and they've it? been using variations of, of that ever since, yeah. Never liked it. So that you're right, Dan, that's much, much, much more... Yeah, it's, it's quite nice, that, isn't it? If you want a pin badge uh, marketed, that's that's the route to go. That's, yeah. that's the but, one, yeah. yes. That's that's one thing he's dialing back on. And obviously, you know, the writing's on the wall for the Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall of Doctor Who. This has been a colossal failure. We won't go over it too much. But yeah, yeah I... I was, you know, I am going to be watching it because I've got to review it for the podcast. But uh, many of us here will not be, and uh, plenty of us here haven't watched the air at all. Uh, but yeah, we'll be covering it somehow on Type Forty as as we do mm-hmm. over the next couple of months. So stay tuned to the channel and the podcast feeds for all of that. But yeah, I was wondering, you know, and if good you luck. Guys- if you had seen these pictures, and nope. you've got a couple of pictures yeah. here of Mandip Gill and Jodie Whittaker filming. Two. Oh, is she going right to the very end? Then she she'll be one of the few companions that have been in. In fact, she'll be the only companion that's been in every story with a doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very good point. We don't necessarily know that either because she may leave. At, oh. I heard that she leaves at the end of these six. And so she could be back just like Bradley Walsh is back. Oh, I see. Because this is filming of the centenary special. Oh, whatever. Do you know what? I can? I, I think I know what this story is going to be then for her last episode. It's going to involve the Daleks and Davros trying to take over the Earth. And the Doctor has to get all its friends around it 
Uh, and then it has to go on a thing with Jadoon. And then oh, one of the God, companions God. will have to be infected by something and split into two. And then they'll have to drive the Earth back to where it is. That's what this, that's going to be the plot <laughs> in Chibnall's final episode. Sounds rather familiar. Very familiar. Oh, well, it's not as if Chibnall's actually, you know, um, done anything <laughs> before, is it? Look at the well, look at the diverse young. crew there. Wow, I can see loads of black people and Chinese oh, people. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, BBC. I mean, this, is, this, is the thing. this is the thing, isn't it? Because we haven't just got the return of the return of units. But as you so rightly said, you know, this uh, Chris Chibnall apparently is bringing back Davros for, for more indignity what? on that <laughs> on that classic character. No, and no. He is bringing back the Daleks. So you know, you joke about it. But Chris <laughs> record record of plagiarism does look like it's going to carry on. So I want to ask you, Barnaby, have you seen anything that's tempting you back to the screen? Because you were with me for that review of Revolution of the was it Revolution of the Daleks? Yeah, the it was. Episode. Yes, you were brave enough to review that with me. You know, we took we took that hit together. Are you going to be there when this is on, or are you done too? Because I know most people here are. I'm going to have to be. I'm going to have to power through and uh, see it through to the end, just so I can chat in the podcast with you, I'd say. <laughs> I admire your gumption, you know. my friend. I admire your yeah. gumption. <laughs> Stupidity. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that too. That, that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Chibnall's record of low-level plagiarism, I think, you know, it's, it's, the same, it's the same stories with the same beats, barely even remixed into a different order, isn't it, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, we really shouldn't have been that surprised. I mean, you know, that Silurian story he did was basically the Silurians. Shit. So, yeah, good point. Good so point. yeah, we shouldn't have been surprised. But yeah, it's what? Yeah, the man's just a talentless hack, and I just yeah, I I, I will watch the final episode to see a. I want to know what kills. Well, we're, we're, we were, we're always we're always discussing Sarah that we'll watch it live together, which I'm actually yeah. regretting starting to say I'll do now because you know I'm sure I've got a wall to watch paint dry on or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think I think we I think we and the space bookers should get together possibly um, next year, next October, November when they're going to broadcast it and. Sarah. Try and get through the it last together. One. Yeah. I will watch. Well, the last we thought one it would be the last one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, watch but, that, but that's about it. What was the last one, please? Somebody tell me. I can't Re remember. I didn't watch it. Was it Revolution called Revolution? Of the yeah, it was Revolution of the Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched Sincerely. five minutes of it, and that was it for me. That little impression on me, Charlotte, I genuinely can't remember what it was called. How about you? What, where were you with it? Oh, no. Well, I didn't watch it, but do you know in the pictures of Jodie, a few people picked up on this. Look at her shirt. They've actually changed the cut. It's usually she has like a collar, doesn't she? It's, it cuts off here, but it's mm. actually a T-shirt. So a few people have said, oh, that could suit a male doctor, couldn't it? If, if no, it it's not, I don't think it's going to be edited to do that. I mean, if, if they no. were going to do a handover, we'd know now. We would know now because it, you can't keep that. I think they're just going to keep it open um, from what you – because they finished this yeah. week. So there isn't going to be a traditional handover, as I think as Dana said earlier. Uh, it's not going to go like I, it could be. This might sound very silly, Charlotte, but it, in certain cases, you have stunt clothes. I know that's a very bizarre term, but depending on the script or depending on what the action's going, mm -hmm. uh, if if they've got an expensive costume and somebody's got to be grabbed or something like that, they will put a 
cheaper version of that in or if you got yeah. pushed in mud you will be oh, given a cheaper be version yeah. of the costume oh, yeah because sometimes you will ruin it so it could be a stunt costume as we used richard, to call them richard richard brooks in the chat earlier on made me realize what i now realize of course why jody is smiling and it's because she's just earned two hundred and fifty thousand pounds of your money who is paying the whoever is paying the, the license. not mine your money for playing this role each that's year. disgraceful I, I mean that's that's the same as her predecessors got and they did more work you're talking about equality yeah. that's not equality uh, if that's true that's 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 wrong she's well, happy Simon, she's Simon, so happy to leave Simon, she, she she's only not Simon JT god I'm a bit not with it she made a whole song and dance about the pay before yeah, she I remember started she made a whole song and dance about it, so she's got what she's wanted. I am right, aren't I? It is two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. That's what it was. It was announced at the time, wasn't it? That that's how much she was getting. The same yeah, as Capaldi. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not wrong on that. Well, they I? made they made yeah, a big fuss of the fact that she was on exactly the same as her predecessor. But that's what I'm saying. But it is. But I can't remember the figure. I can't remember. Okay. Oh, what's this? Garbage is sick. Thank you to the people out there on oh. YouTube watching. Jogging my poor memory. Revolution, no, revolution. was 2020. Resolution was 2021. No, so Re Revolution was 2021. Oh, okay. oh my God! So these are these are both Dalek stories. Why? I mean, how yeah. stupid. There's another element of, a bit of stupidity. Why give them very similar names? Are they linked in any way? I mean, Wait, what, what? I don't get they, it. They are, they are kind of semi-linked, but no. Uh, resolution oh. was 2020. Revolution was 2021. But they again, they just sound so similar. Everyone just getting so confused. <laughs> Which one is stupid? I'm very, I can't even very remember easily this confused. We've done we've done eighteen of these shows on the trot. <laughs> nearly, I am very confused at this point. Uh, Daniel Edwards chips in and says, "Resolution isn't as bad as Series Twelve. You know, you know, he's probably right, but it's the that's like saying that catching catching your cock in your fly isn't as bad as catching your balls." I wouldn't know, guys. But I'm <laughs> like it. Well, no, welcome <laughs> the BBC I, dis only, I, I disagree with that blue planet blue planet the future no. for doctor who is bleak yeah. i'm with you yeah. jt i think the future yeah. look a future with doctor who off screen for a little while is rosy brilliant it's been for the last couple absolutely. of years absolutely i yeah. i no, nothing against you blue planet i understand no. why no. you are where you are at but I, I have to agree with, with JT there. One of the things, Blue Planet, as well, that we're, we're, we're trying to look at now is there is hope out there. There is optimism with this. This is great news that the show's yeah. coming off air because it means that there's a course correction coming and that studios yeah. are aware with the behind-the-scenes stuff that will now come out. And we've got to stay with it. And stay with us because we're going to have a laugh all the way through next year. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to keep up to date with what's going on. We're going to bring you every all the gossip that we all hear from people that we know around the know. Um, stay with us because we're going to have a laugh. Don't don't worry too much about yeah, it. The, fu the future is good. It really will get better. I guarantee yeah. it's going to get better. I mean, just as hope as it's a guy. Of yeah, course, it's going to be. Has been. I hope so. Being able to talk about it with you lot, it's just. Yeah. I've had so much fun. Stop it. I just love tickling Starry there. Look at it. So, yeah, for the people out there who are interested, we haven't got a transmission time 
or date yet for series 13 oh. of what they insist is Doctor Who. It is coming before the end of this year. Just those six weeks of new episodes yeah. and then a special probably on New Year's Day. So You could uh, sort yeah. of guess, to be honest, couldn't you? Because there's only six episodes. So you can sort of guess the end of October because they won't want it to go too far into December because Christmas... <laughs> the yeah. laughable Christmas scheduling takes over on the BBC then. So you can sort of guess that count yeah. six six Sundays into the beginning of December at least. And there's yeah, your and there's your there's it's going. Sorry. What I wanted to say is that whether you. you whether you Doctor Who fans out there Thanks, you're, Wendy. whether you decide you. that you're Thanks, out Wayne. and you're not watching it anymore, but you're still a Doctor Who fan, we understand because plenty of us feel exactly the same way. But by the same measure, I also understand, I think most of us understand that compulsion, even though you are disliking, maybe even hating every minute of it, that need to be there and watch. I do understand that. And we'll be there for you too here on this show, ready to cheer you up whenever you hit play on a Type 40 or a Type 40 live video or podcast to have a few laughs with our Absolutely. mates and with you watching mm. and listening Absolutely. out there. That's what we do this for. That's what we're here for. Uh, and don't forget, if, you, if you're feeling really down, you can phone myself at 555-E-A-S-Y and we'll have a laugh. Uh, oh, God. But not necessarily that, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, people, people up here are, uh, yeah, they're anticipating the blowing oh, up. Sorry, another, Dan, can I ask you a question? Card. Yes, of course. Do you, do, do you think that um, they're not going to, when Jodie regenerates, they're not going to have something horrible happen to her? She's not going to get shot or something? <laughs> or Do you know what I mean? Because she's a woman and the BBC don't like women suffering too much. Do you think that's going to happen, guys? Seriously, yes, I'm asking. I, I think it's going to be a kind of um, a very sort of uh, painful for the viewers and mm. esoteric uh, departure. I, I don't think we're going to see a full regeneration. We may not even see a regeneration at all. I don't think we're seeing any. I think we'll just see a girl from the sunset like Sylv did. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You're right. I what I really want to see is, I want to see him return to them cranes that are near me, and I want Graham to push her off and say, <laughs> that's my grace. <laughs> oh, you're so violent, Starry. Oh, you're so butch. Because Grace would have still been alive. <laughs> I just need to clarify... I just need to clarify for the people, the people who are watching. Oh God, the chat's jumped. Okay, I just need to clarify for the people who are watching. Digby Strawbridge is is uh, says thanks for putting the show on, Dan. Thank you for the lovely people on the panel, oh. and thank you, wise folk in the chat. Daniel Edwards asks, asks explicitly, so you. you guys will be reviewing each episode of series thirteen. No. No. No, 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 Dan, Dan and Barnaby will, will be reviewing them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not watching it. We'll do it. We'll do it. For my sins. Oh, oh, yeah. Charlotte, Dan, and Barnaby will be with you through six painful weeks, and you can all hold hands together. Okay. <laughs> let me let me explain. Yes, because Type 40 and Type 40 Live, we put podcasts and live streams out. So whilst the coverage of Series 13, if we're back doing live streams at that point, we'll keep an eye on the general news, certainly on the merchandise and the, the destiny of Doctor Who. If any announcements Ooh. about it, it's long-term future come in that time, we'll cover those. But no, here on Type 40 Live, we won't be reviewing those episodes, simply because the majority of us don't watch it. But if you, if you stay tuned, if you subscribe to the Type 40 podcast, which is available on all podcatchers, and yeah, I mean all of them. It's over on the uh, where are we? I've got a list here. If yeah, if the Type 40 podcast is available on uh, Apple, bloody podcast, everything, 
Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, tune in pretty much everywhere that you get your podcasts. You can find Type 40 itself, and there'll be video tracks whenever we can put them together here on the Spacebooks mm. YouTube channel too. So this is all new content and new things, new ways that we're trying to innovate here with the Type 40 brand to get you as much content as possible and the conversations that you want to hear. Obviously, I can't force people to watch something, but there are certain people, sadly, sadly Barnaby, he has already volunteered. But that's, that's a legally binding contract. <laughs> and I'll be speaking to Charlotte later on as well, see if I can barter with her. But we Good do luck. have a team of people. We have a few plucky people as well who work with me on the podcast, recurring voices who are happy to come in and talk, mm -hmm. people who even like the Jodie Whittaker era. So if you're watching or listening to this video, this podcast, and thinking, oh, God, they're bashing the era again, you know, I do try and bring people onto the podcast who have different opinions because unlike mm -hmm. some people out there in the Doctor Who universe, here at Type 40, we, we're not allergic to other opinions. We're genuinely interested in the entire fan experience and any opinion that you may have. That's a very long answer to a very simple question, but I just wanted to clarify about that. It certainly was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's put that on a t-shirt. Let's check in and see what else is going on in the chat. Yeah, it's a reasonable question because I know that a lot of people, we're getting new subscribers by the week, and the comment section Woo! is full of people asking about the news, about the new series and about what's going on. So I thought I had to address that pretty mm -hmm. full on. I've got a picture here of Peter Capaldi's uh, wonderful 12th Doctor taking time out and walking Woo! away from Gallifrey as we're, as we're walking away for a little while. Just like many uh, of us fans did in the last yeah, few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. symbolic, yeah. <laughs> It, it is, is, isn't it? it is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to sign off the way that we always sign off here at Type 40 Live by looking at some pretty pictures, everybody. Yeah. Pretty yeah. pictures! And specifically, I thought we'd check in with what the Prideonian's <laughs> up to. Back to, world, back to oh, Destiny. That's great. Destiny! Yay. Back to Destiny of the Daleks here, everybody. I mean, I think this is this just glorious. Everything that comes off this guy's Twitter account is absolutely beautiful. If you haven't followed him yet, why not? That's, Lovely. that's phenomenal and because we were talking about destiny earlier as well yeah. that is wonderful to see that destiny darling that mm. baby gee his work really look i can see he's even given them the little pegs out the top of those that yeah, the little little three, yeah. yeah which is lovely. quite correct beautiful yeah. stuff and uh, something else I, I've uh, seen from the Prydonian too is this this lovely homage to the uh, the Winter Vixen. Oh, oh, I remember them. Brilliant. I remember them. I've that's, got them. That's a beautiful Dalek. That so is, yeah, yeah, it is. That, that's completely thing. correct. That is as it appears in the uh, in the mm. Winter Vix advert, and of course that was one of Terry Nation's own personal Daleks wow. um, mm. that was used for the filming. And again, um, these Daleks, I mean, a few issues back, again, if you didn't see the shows, please go back and rewatch the series. Uh, we were talking about the possibility of a Dalek series. And if Canal Studios are out there, make it happen, because they actually have the rights to those Daleks. They have the rights yeah. to the film Daleks. Like, so they wouldn't, really? have, to involve, they wouldn't yeah. have to involve the BBC. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, look at those. Absolutely fascinating. Well, the, yeah, because they are there are slight design differences, but not quite yeah. ninety-five percent here. But well, not far. Canal right? Canal Studios own the rights to the uh, movie Daleks and really? the Cushing right, the Cushing Movings. So there, you, there you have it. All you have to do is clear it with the Nation Estate for them. So please, Canal. We love you. Look how beautiful those Daleks. Yeah. That, that beautiful. That how that Dalek look. And look at what Chibnall done to the Daleks. It's just incredible. Don't start me. Just incredible. Absolutely, yeah. It's I mean, let's have one last one last look at those. That's absolutely mm, lovely. Absolutely. Whoa. Beauty. 
And, I really uh, want Jay... to eat some Weetabix now as well. That's the power <laughs> of the Oh, you're going to have regular, you're going to have chocolate. I'll tell you something, Sarah, you won't know this. Charlotte Barnaby, you won't know this, but the, the Weetabix have shrunk. When I was a kid, they were yes. massive. Yes. And now they're little teeny weeny things. Popped up there. I've never seen the Dalek. Where does it come from? Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, basically that is it, it's a genuine. Ter- it was a Terranation Dalek that was painted red and black. It was also, I think, I'm right in saying, it was used as the um, the, the the chief Dalek in Planet of the Daleks as well, with some modifications. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was that, that middle Dalek. one there. Can you see the middle one? There, yeah. Yeah. there yeah. it is. But it was, but it was. That's oh, the one. That's, that's the one. That's how he appeared in Planet of the Daleks. But he was painted red and black for Terry Nation, and he got yeah. used in a Weetabix advert. Weetabix. I, I, maybe, maybe our, our, anybody who's not English and um, British, I apologise, JT, doesn't know what Weetabix <laughs> is. Weetabix is is a breakfast cereal. No, um, and so that's an advert from about nineteen Actually, that would have been an advert. Yep, yeah. Look at it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Or you can go back and watch when we started doing the adverts because we featured it in the show. (laughs) Go back and watch the episode. Absolutely. See the link there, JT. I'm very not good at this, aren't Brian, I? Not Brian Young makes you poo. on YouTube yeah. says it looks a bit like a Smash Robot. Ian. <gasps> smash, that's a Smash Robot. Yeah, the, the Smash Robots were the Doctor Who aliens we never had. We love the Smash Robots. <laughs> Those we bend the metal knives. Thank you, thank you, not Brian Young for for love. Love Smash. Yeah, we People love it. Do we love, love it. We love the Pridonians' work, and you know nobody nobody loves his work more than we do. And yes, I have asked him on the show a couple of times. He says he's far too oh, shy to come onto a podcast oh, or a live stream. He's very flattered by the fact we feature his work, so he claims. And but yeah, he won't be coming on. So but yeah, <laughs> show your love for the Pridonian and just find him on Twitter. Mm. Tell him that we we sent you by all means. But yeah, go mm. follow him. And because there is there is so much work, so many beautiful images come out of. Mm. That guy's Mac. We can't. We can't keep up. We can't cover them all. But it's it's just. Wonderful. He works so hard. He churns them out so much. every day. There's something else. I mean, what a guy. He does. Well, I'm going to stay with Daleks for the last pretty picture. This comes from David Ladkin and ties in perfectly with the forthcoming release in a couple of days' time. In fact, I think some lucky people have already got it. It's the Evil of the Daleks Blu-ray that's coming. Oh yeah, uh, the, an- oh, the yes. animated version. This is David Ooh. Ladkin's take on the Ooh. evil Daleks themselves. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I thought this, I mean, it's uh, slightly different, obviously, to the work the Pridonian does. It's a bit more grimy, obviously, and it's more authentically 60s Barnaby. But it does seem right and real in colour, doesn't it? Oh, it looks lovely. Do not fight in here. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. That was a terrible impression. But, oh, no, it's good. Oh, I it's love good. that. I, I love that scene, that particular scene where they're all like... Uh, yeah, I it, agree. it'll do. Oh. I, mean, I like the fact that he's got like the black dome there and, you know, yeah. just the... Yeah, because that's what they had, yeah. Yeah, lovely. I, I love that. I love how chunky they are. Daleks are meant yeah. to be like that. But even the TARDIS yeah. looks great because it looks grubby as as the TARDIS yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. For for a long, long time, you know. It. it oh, very but good. Sarah, you're right. In many ways, those just are. That's how a Dalek should look. You know, those are just absolute classic Daleks. Really, mm. how can you mess up a design classic so badly in recent years? You know, that's it. Yeah. As you say, Sarah, that's the Dalek. That's how they should look. Simple as yeah, that. Absolutely. Not rocket science. Yeah, mm. I, so yeah, I'm, I was well impressed with that. And I, you know, I know it's, we've been a bit Dalek heavy there on the pretty pictures this time, but you know, <laughs> if the pretty well, pictures are all pretty Daleks, then what can you do? Can I stay with Daleks before we sign off? And actually, can I just um, 
thank in a blatant plug can i thank character options and please come on the show and talk to us because the dalek (laughs) sets that have just arrived in b&m are absolutely (gasps) delicious there's that Dalek. i mean look at that i mean that that oh which which episode are those from uh well that's that's the day of the daleks that one day of the daleks one lovely yeah um and uh, yeah that's great and there's more coming there's another set coming we've got more coming out um and i'm, I'm so impressed with the ian chesterton one and, the, and and every i mean you know for all for those of us that are collecting them they're gorgeous so character options fantastic stuff yeah. and we're so grateful and i can't wait but you know i can't wait for next month when the next set um is due to arrive into bnm because it's going to be fabulous they are doing incredible, incredible work. And uh, yeah, one more thing I wanted to uh, sort of uh, signpost in case people haven't seen is it's not quite a pretty picture, but uh, well, she's a lovely lady. So I, th- I wanted to mention the fact that Wendy Padbury has uh, ah. is launching a brand new website really, really oh. soon. Oh. And uh, oh. she's offering an exclusive calendar and a photo book, postcards and all those things and sign. Oh. She'll, sign she'll sign everything for us, basically. The lovely Wendy Padbury played Zoe Harriet on Doctor Who back in the late 60s. So, yes, yeah, she's launching this new website, but she wants people to get in touch through social media, through through Twitter, and let her and her management know what you would like to see on her website. So, yeah, go over to Twitter if you are on there, and, yeah, hit them up and uh, give them their suggestions. They're literally harvesting ideas from the Hooniverse. I dare say a lot of people would just like to see a photograph of Wendy Padbury clutching onto the TARDIS console with, from, from taking to the reverse. I'm a man of simple taste, know? Wendy, and that will sort me out. But, yeah. um... Paul's done that a few good, times. Uh, Still looks she, good. She looks great. Yeah, I like the logo there as well. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm quite interested in getting the, the calendar to see me through next year, actually, because she's a lovely woman. Mm. Um, I, yeah, mm, very good. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I might have to pop a check through. Good on you, Wendy. I I like the fact that all that Doctor Who personalities do that, Ian. You know, they kind of build their mm. own brand as well, don't they? They do, and, and she, she. I think. Am I right in saying that she was like the uh, Diana Rig of Doctor Who? Wasn't she? Um, well, yeah, sort of. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. only because she wore a cat suit. She didn't go around judo chopping everybody. No, she didn't. But she was tough, though. <laughs> Put it that way. But yeah, well, she was a cle- she was a clever one. Um, her character mm-hmm. wasn't she? Zoe was yeah. well, uh, she... a clever one. She gave mm-hmm. the carcass a good eye, didn't, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> if I remember rightly, yeah. So that yeah, that is our uh, our final. Live stream of this season all wrapped up in a in a nice bow for you all. We're taking a little while to uh, let's get the picture back up. Yes, we're taking a little while, going for a little stroll, and uh, yeah, we're back in a few weeks' time with more Type Forty Live. Going to give things a bit of a respray and a rethink because we do like to continually think of ways to make this show better every time we bring it back. But uh, yeah, we uh, we're delighted that you seem to be enjoying the show as much as as we do. We've got lots of people talking about the land of fiction, and I think that yeah, thoughts yeah, of Wendy yeah. Padbury on the console there has brought brought back a lot of a lot of fond memories for people. But yeah, before we go, one more reminder that if you are going to if you are going to miss us, yeah, there are where are they? There are lots of other episodes of Type Forty Live. Yeah, this is what you've got to look for. There's 
a whole playlist full of all our live streams here on the Spacebook channel for you to play back. So, yeah, you can still talk back to us. It's just that we won't be able to hear you or reply. <laughs> but by all means, go back to the videos and leave us a comment and let us know what you think of it all in the comment section or over at our social media. Check out the very latest episode of the Type 40 podcast. That's also here on the channel or out there on the podcatcher of your choice. As I was saying earlier on, or type40.podbean.com which is our very own home feed you can find all the episodes of type 40 over there for your listening pleasure <laughs> can and i just say blue, Pla blue planet in the chat has asked a, a question or, and i'm going to find you the answer for next time so you've got to come back after the break and i will uh, uh, after our little mid-season break and i will have the answer for you blue planet so stay tuned for that <laughs> yeah so how many episodes is it before jody whitaker leaves doctor who then tom not that we're counting. Not that we're counting. <laughs> and have you got any last messages for Joe before she leaves, Chris? <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> Look, thank you. Look, thanks to Sarah, to Barnaby, to Ian, to JT, to Charlotte, and to Simon, and to everybody who's been on the show over the last 18 weeks. I had a blast doing this. It's uh, every, in fact every series. This is the third series that we've done in the last mm -hmm. year. Like I say, Type Forty Live kind of happened by accident, and we're trying mm -hmm. to we're trying to build it up and to make it better every single time. Because you know, other people may come along and they may be trying to do this too. But I I personally know that nobody does it better, and you won't get this level of banter, this level of conversation, this eclectic array of Doctor Who content, and more mm -hmm. to the point, when we tell you about news and rumours, we've got a hit rate that's better than anybody's on YouTube <laughs> at the present time. So make sure you come back for more of that later on in the year. But that does wrap us up for now. Any last words, Ian? <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't watch Jody. Don't watch Jody. Oh, that's as good as anything. Moment has gone. Can I yeah. just do a quick? Can I just do a quick plug before yes. we go down? Oh, here we okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not already sick of us, you can see Charlotte and myself doing doing a little bit of uh, voice acting. Bad acting. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I'm acting. I'm acting. Um, on Sunday at um, I think it's eleven o'clock. Pacific I'm not very good at time. Don't miss that bit because I doubt themselves. It gets complicated. Just don't it's do that. It's 4pm <laughs> UK time. It's a lot of fun. That is. That's well done. Uh, we yes. are doing the David Tent story, Rise of the Cybermen and Age of Steel. And I am playing Rose Tyler this time. Oh, dear. Okay. And dear Charlotte is going to be a, a variety of characters. She's becoming the Sean Bean of the script doctors. Yeah, I so, die a lot. <laughs> I'll blast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so please, please check that out. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Well, I've, yeah, I've got a plug as well. Can I have a, can I have a plug? Yeah. If, you're not doing anything, if you're not doing anything on Saturday nights, www.aliveradio.net. Join me for Glitterball Fever every Saturday night between 8 o'clock and, and 10 UK time. That's my new radio show. Which show three is this awesome. week. Aliveradio.net. Well done, JT. Well done, well, you. Wonderful stuff. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I mean, I was listening to it as I was doing the washing up or something like that. It made me want to go out clubbing and blow a whistle and bang a, bang a tambourine or whatever else. I was wondering yes. then for a minute, viewers, what he was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's... 
<laughs> Tony Grounds. Oh, yeah, so yeah, join me for a bit more fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Please like the video. I know I did for a few comments there. Please like the video, even if you're Chris Chibnall. I don't care what Chris Chibnall says. Please like the video. Nobody cares what Chris Chibnall thinks. You are gone. You are out of here. Because we will, we will be back soon. Yes, yeah, subscribe to the channel and hit the cluster bell so you get the notifications and share mm -hmm. us along. Share Comment the videos too. out there. The more, the merrier. We'll be back in a few weeks' time. And as the good man just said, yeah, drop us a comment Comments. and a question. And we'll Send us questions. We want questions. We come back because yeah. it'll just yes, be a, pop few, them on a postcard. few weeks' time. <laughs> and when we come back in a few weeks' time, we'll be, we'll be with you right the way till Christmas to uh, yeah, to see you through Yay! as the nights get colder. Thanks. Yeah, so and that means the Christmas else. hats are coming out again. Watch last year's Christmas show and you'll see exactly what we need. You can find it on the Facebook. Go right back to more, last year. <laughs> more of that. But yeah, that is it for now. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll be back again soon. But that's a, that's a wrap on season three. Good night. All good morning. Hi, Facebook. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Those shows are a blast to make. We'll be putting more of them out too here on the Type 40 feed but if you want to catch Type 40 live literally live, join in with the comments on YouTube and Facebook and wherever. Head over to YouTube, search for The Spacebook and there we are. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the little cloister bell then you'll get all the notifications on when we'll be live streaming next. We always have the time if you have the space here at Type 40. Thanks for listening. More soon. Take care. Bye-bye. A Doctor Who podcast is a Spacebook production for the Fandom Podcast Network with music by Problem Being.